welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. You're going to have an amazing That isn't at all what is going to be happening here today. <laughs> oh, you know, we've been having technical issues on the show, and so I always have like a backup plan in case the audio doesn't start correctly at the beginning of the show. And I don't know how this happened, but I uploaded a track that I was supposed to be starting the show with by Clarence Ferguson, and for some reason it's playing an inkwell workshop so very strange all right so anyway everybody welcome to speakeasy cafe open mic poetry show the sound of ink the number to call in tonight if you would like to read with us it is 646-595-3965 that's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read we have some things to go over before we get started i want to Make sure that I let you know if you would like to put together, speaking of workshops, if you'd like to put together a workshop with us. Hang on, I'm still doing the technical thing here. All right, we're done. Okay, so if you would be interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook, and if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. You know, basically, you just start and you stop when you're done. You can pre-record these on your computer, or I can help you pre-record them on a conference call with me. If you want to do like a short interview first and and uh, you know explain what you're doing, and then I'll just mute myself and you take over and do your workshop. We can do a combination of both. We can do a pre-recorded workshop and live if you want to do your workshop portion first pre-recorded, and then come on live and be able to answer questions and that type of thing after you're done doing your workshop. All right, so just let me know what you want to put together. We will help get that done and be able to share it with everybody. I also want to take a moment and make sure that I thank our sponsors who helped us stay on the air in the year 2020 when it was very much needed, this this fellowship. In fact, we're all still kind of cloistered, so it's nice. Those people who stepped up, to the plate and reached in their pocket for to help us cover our 2020 broadcasting license. License was, were, are <laughs> Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Collickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Richard Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. I want to thank all of you. We are at the end of our 2020 broadcasting year, and we will be doing a fundraiser for our to help with our fees for 2021 broadcasting license. So watch for that on my Facebook page. I'll be making announcements here. We're probably going to start that in the next week, maybe two weeks, if you'd like to uh, be one of the sponsors for the show this year. 
appreciate you all so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I know on behalf of all of the listeners and readers who come here to the show, we thank you. Alrighty, with that said and done, we are going to get to your the section of the show that is inspiration from the inkwell. And I am still restructuring how we are going to be doing things with our our uh, inspiration from the inkwell in 2021. And so right now you have the short version, and there's some things that I think are really important for us to just constantly pay attention of, and I want to keep those going into the new year. So I'm going to go ahead and give you those now. So go ahead and grab your notebooks and things, okay, uh, notebook, journal, whatever, and get these written down. As I go through this tonight, if I happen to go off on a tangent and get you lost or confused, if you don't catch everything, if you come in right in the middle of it, whatever it is, you can always come to the archives after the show and write down whatever I mixed up on <laughs> or sort it out in the end. Um, so, yeah, after the show's over, there will be the archive. You can actually, if you're sitting there some night and don't have anything to do and you're trying to figure out what to write about, Go to the first 15 minutes in any of our shows, and you will be able to be handed a bunch of writing exercises and journal assignments and prompts and things like that that will get you off and running. So our journal assignment, remember your journal assignment is someplace where you just write all your tomfoolery. It doesn't matter. It's not for popular consumption. It's not meant for the general public to read. It's just one-on-one yoga pants time with you and your brain and your muses. All right? When you are a writer, and it doesn't matter what type of writer you are, you constantly have every source you are ever in contact with telling you about free writing, free writing, free writing. You get so sick of hearing about free writing. But there's a reason that you hear about it all the time. And and 90% of the writers I know, swear to God, true story, 90% of the writers that I know don't do it. The one thing that every writing source tells you to do, they don't do. I'm telling you that you can find five minutes out of every day to do this because it's going to make you a better writer. It's creating the habit of moving your pen. So it doesn't matter what you write. It's the physical action. It's getting that muscle memory going. It's getting your brain connected to your hand, connected to words. So for five minutes every day, I want you to free write. Just grab a random notebook, spiral notebook. I don't care what it is, all right? Though I would prefer that it's not on the computer. I prefer that it was written by pen and paper as my my as my grandpa would say that was my druthers anyway i want you to sit there and for five minutes i want you to just write down every random thing thought idea word you can think of in your head you're not writing a story you're not writing a poem you're just dumping garbage okay so pick up your pen and for five minutes just write anything that falls out of your brain and if you have to use that line this is falling out of my brain and keep going from there do it Five minutes every day. You devote so much of your life to a dollar bill, to the wants and needs of other people, to the dictation of all of the hats that you wear. And the one that gets fed the least is your own true nature, the poet. And I'm telling you that you need to make that time every single day to feed that part of your soul, or it grows quiet. And we all know what that feels like. It's horrible. It's so easy for that not to happen. 
You don't have to sit and write a poem every single day. Every time you, time you sit and pick up a pen, it doesn't have to be posting on Facebook worthy. It's creating the habit of a moving pen. So every day, I don't care if it's when you're sitting on the toilet or on your lunch break or wherever, every day sit and write what just whatever falls out of your head for five minutes. All right? Next thing. I think this is really important as well, and that is for your writing exercise, we are going to continue doing the pick apart a prompt. And the reason that that is so important is our brain, I was speaking of muscle, uh, muscle memory, our brain is just like that. It's like the knee-jerk reactions, you know, the, the sitting down to type, right? Your brain works the same way. It has muscle memory too. So if I give you a prompt, okay, and I say spring, is your prompt. The first thing people are going to think of are flowers, sunshine, changing season. Right? Those are the knee-jerk reactions, the knee-jerk imagery or thought process that goes through most of our heads. But I want you to search further beyond that. I want you to find the true, unique poem that belongs to you inside that prompt. Like what if you wrote it about, and it's still kind of a mid-range knee-jerk reaction, but what if you wrote it from the perspective of somebody with allergies? What if you wrote it from the perspective of winter? Or what if you wrote it in the perspective of a iceberg? All right. So that's what we're doing with this exercise. What I want you to do is to realize that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you write to it. You have to look beyond the surface of the prompt and search deep inside of it for the concept of it. And by not trying to write to it, you're going to find your own unique voice in that prompt. And you're going to write something that's going to be totally different than what other people would write. So your pick a prompt, part of prompt for this week is screen door. So first I would like you to write screen door at the top of your page and then start a list of all the different thoughts and ideas and directions you could take that prompt. I want you to make a list of all the poems you could write to that. Be the voice of, stand in for, be the metaphor for, what could it be the face of. All right. So instead of writing a poem titled screen door, I want you to write all the poems you could write to the prompt. And this is a really, really, really important exercise. And, you know, not everybody does that. I know that, does these ones that I give. I'm hoping that some of you do. But I will guarantee you, absolutely guarantee you, that those of you that do are going to end up being a better writer. And... If you do this, I bet you within three, two, three months, you're going to be calling me or emailing me and saying, everything has changed because of this, and I had no idea, and this is so cool. I know you will. I've gotten those. All right, so anyway, again, your pick a product prompt for this week is screen door. Write it at the top of the page, and write, then write down every single type of poem you could write to that prompt. Next, we're moving straight on to your writing prompts. Okay, and prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. The prompt can be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. Now, this week's prompts 
come from, and I did this last week because well, we'll get into that in a minute, but books are important this year. Um, this week's prompts come from a book that I'm reading called Earth Always Endures, and it's a collection of Native American poems which are made even more powerful because the book contains photographs by Edward Sheriff Curtis, who is one of my very favorite phot- photographers of all time, and I would have given anything to have been able to walk beside him in his journey. Um, Curtis was he was born in like 1886, and he was an American photographer who focused on the American West and the Native American people, and he wanted to show their true spirit and pride and voice in a photograph. He wanted to be able to tell a story in an image. He wanted to preserve the face of a people and a way of life he knew that we were hell-bent on destroying. You know, how foolish a people are we really? So the book, uh, if you're interested, the book was published in 1996, so I don't know how easy it's going to be to find a copy, but if you see one, pick it up for sure. And what I love about it is the simplicity, or better said, the clarity of the poetry. The message is very simple, and it's not buried in so many words, trying to make it sound or look poetic. The poetry is in the singleness of thought and the whole horizon of it. You know, and and one of the reasons that reading stuff like this is so important, even if it's not your, you know, your thing, um, it's important to read it so that you know, even if you read just one book of a, a type you wouldn't normally read or about a people you wouldn't normally read about, or something, you know, just different. Um, it's important because if I were to sit down and write a poem from the first people's perspective, before reading this book, I may have done it differently. But now understanding how they speak, how they see, how they write poetry, what their voice is, now if I sit down and write something, it will be it will be doing justice to the voice instead of having someone read it and say they have no clue what they're talking about. They don't know our voice. So it's important. It's important to understand how things how things are seen. All right. So with that said, I want you to number your paper 1 through 10. Now, all of these prompts come from in that book, either the title of the poems that are in it or a line from the poems that are in it, okay? So I want to I want to make sure that you know where they come from. Most of the time I make them up, but sometimes I don't. So number one, you ready? Number one, your first prompt is, the wind blows from the sea. The wind blows from the sea. Number two, song of thunder. Song of Thunder. Number three, To the Buffalo. To the Buffalo. Number four, Need I Be Afraid. Need I Be Afraid. Number five, A Spell to Destroy Life. A Spell to Destroy Life. Number six, A Wolf I Considered Myself. Number seven, I will walk. I will walk. Number eight, last daylight. Last daylight. Number nine, I am like a bear. I am like a bear. And number ten, I took from the title of the book, once again, 
Earth always endures. Earth always endures. And these are a collection of lines from the book, The Earth Always Endures, a collection of Native American poetry. Now, the prompts, you can write ten different poems if you want, one to each prompt. You can mix and match the lines and use line one and seven and nine and three in a line, in a, in a poem if you want. Or you can um, get real froggy and write one poem using all ten lines in one poem. Whatever you do is up to you. Just have fun with it. Once again, Earth Always Endures, a collection of Native American poems, is where these lines come from. Now, one of the things that we're going to be, as I'm restructuring our uh, inspiration from the Inkwell segment at the beginning of each show, as I, I start going through and restructuring that for the new year, I want you to, if you would, and nobody, no, but nobody, let me tell you guys, I see all of you on hold online. None of you have done this. Not that I'm pointing fingers, but I am pointing fingers at everybody. Not one, I've not gotten one email on this yet, and I'm not letting it go because it's important. So I want, <laughs> I want to have questions. I want you to ask me questions that I can help you with about anything, about poetry forms or questions on editing or publishing or is it better to try to traditional pu- publish or self-publish? How important is your book cover? But how do you find inspiration? Um it doesn't matter what the question is, and unless you want your name mentioned, I won't be mentioning names on who asks the questions. Just ask me, ask me a question. I'll find the answers, or I'll find someone who does have them. All right, things that can help you reach your goals. So email me questions that you have in the beginning of each show. I'm going to answer one of those. That it will be something that we'll be doing in the new year. But you have to email me those questions. And you don't want me to be nagging on this for five minutes when you guys should be reading right now. You know, but no, I'm having to tell you that I haven't gotten any yet, and you need to send them to me. All right. <laughs> you can send them to me on Facebook or email me at nylatay, N-Y-L-A-T-A-Y, at mail, no G, at mail.com. And uh, like I said, I'll pick one every week and find the answers, help you, help you with those questions. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading this year. So be prepared. At any moment, I could ask any one of you, what you're reading, and I want you to have an answer. And if you don't have, if you're not reading anything, then you're a writer. You better come up with a real creative lie really fast and make it make it convincing. <laughs> uh, I want you to think about writing twelve new, learning twelve new poetry forms this year. That's one poetry form a month. But if you don't, if you skip a month, that means you just write two the next month, or you write twelve on December thirty first. <laughs> but this year, learn twelve new poetry forms. All right, and then remember, write a haiku every day. It goes back to that, how much of your life do you feed to a dollar bill? And think how insignificant that stupid dollar bill is compared to to nurturing your soul, the thing that makes you who you are, the thing that makes you amazing. All right? Walk through your day, and every single day, find something worth 17 syllables. Carry a notebook with you. And jot down whatever it is really fast. You can always go back and clean it up later or drop a couple of syllables or add a couple if you need to. But as you walk through your day, every single day, find something worth 17 syllables. Get all those hiccups on paper. All right. Now, remember, guys, you are not just poets. Have fun exploring outside, writing outside your label, and you'll become a better poet because of it. Play with your ideas. Play with your words. Remember, you pick apart a prompt mentality, 
and have fun with all the things that inspire you, your ideas, your thoughts, and in turn, your muses will have fun with you. All right, that takes care of our inspiration from the Inkwell segment. I am going to play an audio track for you real quick while we start and end every episode with an audio track. And I can't do that one now because for some reason that one played. We're going to have to see if we can, if I have to change it because I had, there we go, there's his tracks. So Clarence Ferguson Jr. sent me like six tracks this week and I don't know what's going on. So I'm hoping that that one was, what was that one that I just tried playing? I think it was, I don't owe you me. I'm going to have to tag that one. All right, so yeah, this is my thought process. Just bear with me. All right, so the track that I'm going to, I'm trying to pick a different one of his. Um, I think it's going to have to be follow. No, that one is the same time. I'm not taking that chance. We are going to do I Must Be Getting Old. This is one of the tracks sent in by Clarence. I'm excited to hear them. Thank you for doing that, my darling. If you would like to have your track played on the air, you can email those to me at the word the is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. You can send me your audio tracks. Make sure you put uh, audio track, uh, recording, MP3 file, something like that in the subject line for me, and I can get those uploaded to the show. We'll be able to play them for you. So the one I'm going to play is I Must Be Getting Old, and this is by Clarence Ferguson Jr. Here we go.
not reserve the right to refuse federal predators trying to embellish why they continue selling us the American dream about politicians and some police being brutal over skin tone when the most important color is green. I don't need to participate in your regularly scheduled programming because I know you wrapper eight miles to the shelter everything about me except I know something about you. You don't want to be exposed as having agendas I don't approve of. God's law doesn't change, but we live by free will and grace. But if I don't want to have sex with a man, you spit venom in my face. Label me a hater, but you claim that you hated that I was an adulterous fornicator, saying that I have a phobia. RuPaul, I ain't scared of you. I have no desire to enter into the orifice of your matrix. Just because I hate sin, including my own, don't mean I hate gays, friends. I played a game of hoops and won and served you pancakes. I'm a servant of Yahweh, and in this world, they call me an enslaved man. How? When I can create more beats in the basement. And I got you to read this essay on these things that I think of daily.
even though I can tell how intelligent you are in your writing, the way that you hide things in there, like little gems, like little trap doors, you know, that you, you throw something in your palm, and I was going to write, I can't remember the example I was going to use, but it's like you throw these little nuggets in your sentences, in your imagery, that sound innocent enough, but anyone who knows what you're talking about is going, wow, I know what he just did there, I know what he just said there. You know, but you're not, you don't write pretentiously. You don't write above people's understandings, even though I think you very well could. That was pretty awesome. I didn't, um, I didn't listen to any of his tracks before I uploaded, and so I didn't know that he actually took that off the show's recording. That's pretty cool. Do I really sound like that? I don't sound like such a goober. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was I Must Be Getting Old by Clarence Ferguson, Jr. Google him. Check him out. We love him. He is amazing. A fairly newcomer to the show and very glad that he is now part of our family. Once again, if you want to send me your tracks, you can send them to the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. And we'll get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. All right. The number to call in, once again, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. This is what you can expect if you are on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 718 is our first caller this week. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. All right? You want to make sure that that, uh, you aren't sending your... Your poem's out there without your name on it. Nobody wants to be, you know, that anonymous guy. Remember that right now, let me take a look at the board, see how far down we go. Right now you're okay at reading uh, two poems, two normal length poems. If things get too busy or too crowded and I've got to cut that back to one, I will let you know if that happens on your time I turn. I am so sorry. But if the lines get too busy and we need to cut that back down to one poem per person, I will let you know when that happens. Right now you're good to go at reading too. And then when you are done reading, please make sure that you give out a copy of or the give out your URI. UR, URL. Give out your URL so people can come over and find you. That's what happens when I try to I'm thinking, oh, I can type this while I'm talking. No, I can't. Make sure that you give out your URL. That way people know how to come find you, show you some love, and get to know you and your work better before you come back here next week and read. And then please remember we do have a mature rated show. That means you are about, you will hear just about anything on the show, with the exception of hardcore erotica. There's going to be no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys will be good to go. All right, you know where that envelope is, so don't push it. And let me go ahead and give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you're coming in. First, we have area code 718 and then 484 and then 731. We'll follow them. I do want to let area code 71957, or excuse me, 757 and 765 know that you are not in the lineup. 
So if you guys want to come on and read, please press 1. That's 419-757-765. If you guys would like to come on the air, please press 1. If you're here just listening, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time and you would like to come on and read, 419-757-765. Just press 1 at any time, and that will put you into the queue and it will alert me to know that it's okay to unmute your mic. Once again, in case you didn't catch it the first seven times, 419-757-765. You guys are not in the line at press 1 if you'd like to join us. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our first caller, which comes from area code 718. 718, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. It's Jim Hart. How are you? Jim, how are you? I have missed you. Where have you been? Uh, Just taking it day by day, you know. I know. I know. I've missed you. I am really glad you're here. I am so glad you're here. You have no idea. Oh, thank you. Well, we'll see after I read the two poems if you're still glad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have been a fan of yours long before. I think I was reading your work before I even started this radio show. Yes, I am that old, yeah. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you're old. That just means that I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Perspective, okay? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'll go with your explanation. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Uh, So let us know what you brought, honey. uh, First poem is By the L, and for those who may not live in areas with elevated trains, that's what an L is. Three years spent in that apartment, the apartment of early morning, mid-winter, four floors down, four back up, large utensil to only water, Johnny Pump carrying. The apartment of every sixth-week blood bank visits, living in the sin of sickness, giving it to all, then weak walking home. The apartment of no job, frustrations, turned down manuscripted blues where the women never came. End piece. That was awesome. See, big fan. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Your next one? uh, Fourth floor walk up. What do we know of our neighbors? Even close quarter apartment house living. Do we know Mr. Davis in C9 has skin cancer? Mr. Meester, Artie, will die of a heart attack walking up the subway steps. Do we care that Sydney, apartment number unknown but somewhere in the back of the building, maybe on the top floor, loves the little neighborhood boys late at night on the summer roof? End piece. Wow. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you. You know, you you are really talented at writing that way. You know, being able to tell a story. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about that, how, how people just live in this bubble. And it's too hard to reach and live outside your bubble. And so we all walk around in these bubbles, bumping into each other and bumping off of each other like these weird little creatures, these weird little amoeba, you know? Yeah. 
and we see people and you know it it it's really to me speaks of what's happened to community you know we we have no structure of community we don't care about each other anymore you know it's too easy to live in that bubble and not have to worry about because if we worry about someone else if we if we reach out you know, and become involved, then we might have to do something. And and someone might talk to me, and someone might try to get to know me, and, oh, my God, I don't, oh, run home yeah. and hide under the blankets. I may even have to look them in the eye in an elevator. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a little shit. I really am. And I love to fuck with people in situations like that where you can tell they get on and they're just, they, they you know, open up a book and try to read it, but it's upside. And you know that I, I love messing with them. I do. I just start talking like 90 miles an hour. And, oh, my gosh, and I'll find something to talk about and just make them, because it, it pisses me off. And maybe shock therapy is what they need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, I went to, oh, it's so funny, I went to, uh, I was in jury duty where they would do the jury selection. And we uh, there was like a ton of us in this great big giant room at the courthouse as they went through the process of doing their jury selection. And nobody was, I mean, there, we weren't doing anything. Nobody else was in there. We just sat in there waiting for, but nobody was talking at all. And so I intentionally started talking to people. And then when they wouldn't talk back, I got this bottle of bubbles out of my purse and I just started blowing bubbles across the room. It was pretty cool. They didn't pick me. I didn't get on the jury, but, you know, I don't, I don't know why. Know why. But <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you know, the, the, the whole key to this whole story is if you don't want jury duty, take a bottle of bubbles with you. But Well, do, do you have time for a very quick jury duty story? Sure. Uh, there was this old woman, and, and it was at the point of the wadia where the lawyers are asking you questions. And they said, we have a victim of a crime. And she said, yeah, once they stole my Cadillac. And she said, "Did you?" He said, "Did you report it to police?" Yes. What happened? Never found it. Anything else? Yeah. Once they stole another Cadillac. And he said, "Oh, did you report it to the police?" Yeah. What happened? Never found it. So I guess out of frustration, he said, "Yeah." Anything else? She said, "Once on the train, they stole my purse." And he's and and I swear everybody thinks I make this story up, but it's absolutely true. And he said, "Did you report it to the police?" And she said, "No." And he said, "Why not?" And she said, they couldn't find two Cadillacs. They're going to find a purse. And I just said, well, you know, they're going to tell her to step down. I mean, you know, but it's true. You can't find two Cadillacs. You're not going to find a purse. That's true. <laughs> that is funny. Now it makes me want to tell all my stupid court stories because I'm I never do what I'm supposed to do, but we don't have time, so I can't do that. So we'll have to save that conversation for a different day, my darling. Okay. <laughs> but, so but I you seriously can... once tried to bribe a judge with a pig. I really did. Oh yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell everyone how to find you, baby. Okay, so I am on Facebook under Jim Hart. Um, also have uh, a web page, jimhartpoet.com, and you can find my two novels and my two poetry collections on Amazon or any of the downloadable sites. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk with you soon. Thank you so much. It means so much to me, you know, with everything that you've got going on in your life right now, that you make time to be here. And, you know, know that when you're not here, how much you are loved and thought of. Okay. Thank and you very much. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here tonight, love. Thank you. Have a good night. 
You too, sweetheart. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 484. 484, you are on the air. Hello, Miss Nala. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, honey? I'm doing great. This is Blaze from Wolf House. Blaze. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm um, so glad you, you made your way back. This is so cool. Yes, I have been through some things uh, this year, and Satan has tried me and um, almost succeeded. But uh, again, uh, God is gets all the glory and just about everything or in everything. Um, and so I'm I'm here. I'm very, very glad. What do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? I have a piece called Riddle Me This. Okay. Riddle Me This. The very moment that you let the caged bird fly free, do you yourself become mentally incarcerated? Riddle me this. One finds a kind of elite confidence in each breath, believing and following the creator. So why hide behind the truth and show the soldiering of an in-your-face lie? Riddle me this. Please help me to understand. Does it tickle your funny bone when you brutalize the enslaved and innocent? Allowing the guilty and uncaring to get away with evidentiary murder? Riddle me this. Life seems to be as light and easygoing as tumbleweeds being blown through an all-terrain desert. But more heavy and rocky as a gravel pit when we endure the pains and loss of a loved one's life. Question. What is life and lives taken for granted. Riddle me this. Why is it that when we see the innocence of a child, we don't see the ignorance that is shown to them by the mental degradability and perverted dance videos that alter who they become or who you become to them? Riddle me this. Why is it that everyone is a witness to your retaliation, but most turn their backs? No one has ever seen or heard a thing when you're provoked. Riddle me this. How many of the other Amanda Gormans are right before our eyes that are being allowed to shake, throw, and drop their make-believes asking perverted personnel to serve up watching their biscuits, sopping up their maple trees, using sick and sadistic physical fitness. In other words, and excuse me for saying this, why are you as a grown-ass man watching little girls gyrate their bodies? Sick. Riddle me this. What is a sentence when no one listens to a word of your sentence, when you've done nothing wrong and have no idea why you're being sentenced, and as a black man, you become sentenced to life in prison and sentenced to death due to someone else's wrongdoing? Smells ugly, huh? Sense. How does that make you feel? Sense. Get it? Sense? Sense? Riddle me this. What actually is the greater good? 
An ideal state that if one is murdered due to the mindset of murder itself or carrying out actual murder, then killing that person is right even though it's wrong, connected to consequential ethics, but noted as being totally wrong deontologically, a.k.a. philosophical. So we've suffered consequential punishments via law enforcement, but once we retaliate, then we become philosophically wrong. In other words, by way of the government, it's right to kill us, but notably wrong if we retaliate and kill you both wrong. You serve no punishment, and we do. Riddle me this. If all lives matter, then when the same crimes are committed, why are certain people unscathed and released much earlier from incarceration physically, mentally, and emotionally than the other facing the same charges going in? Let's even out the playing field and use the same crimes and sentencing and not cost compare like we're grocery shopping. Last but not least, riddle me this. You have currently states in God we trust, which signifies trusting God and also showing a hidden undertone that we are all cut from the same cloth. Yet, most claim we are not, even though we claim we trust the same God. But my question to you is, do you believe and embrace the same God that you trust in? And ultimately, are we trusting in the same God because those gods may be extremely different in comparison? So again, are we different in our beliefs and our God we trust in and or believe in? Find that answer. Find the answer to that to live or die for a question. And no longer do you have to riddle me this. And peace. That was phenomenal. That's one that I would love to go back and be able to read on paper. You know, it's pretty good when you write, because a lot of us are performance poets, and we, you know, write things that are meant to be read aloud. You know, and a lot of us are page poets, and it's a very different type of poetry. It's really cool when one will cross over both ways. I mean, that was phenomenal to hear you read that, but it makes me want to read it again and to be able to... Pick it, pick it apart, and because there was so many, so many things in there you hit on. You know, you're talking about how we are leaving. You know, the dance videos was the example you used uh, to raise our kids. Yes. You know, children yes. nowadays are so sm- much smarter than we were at their age, because they have so much information at their fingertips. I mean, yes. the internet has made them incredibly smart. Unlike, you know, like when I was a kid, everything I learned, I learned from my parents, from their friends, Mm -hmm. from my teachers, and from my friends. I didn't have the Internet growing up as a child. So I'm a very different person than my children who who grew up with the Internet. Even more so a different creature than the kids that are growing up now with the Internet. Um, Because my kids never had the Internet at home when they were little either because I still wouldn't have a computer. But, you know, they just, the things that they learn, you know, and a a parent can turn around and look at a kid and it's like, I have no clue who that person is. Well, it's because you had absolutely no hands on who they became. Right. True indeed. True indeed. You know, and then you talking about, you know, the church, you know, about the gods, you know, is it the same God? You know, how, how much religious tolerance are we allowing each other? 
You know, right. just there was there was just one bomb dropping on top of another, on top of another throughout that entire piece. I thought it was brilliant. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Very welcome. All right, my dear. What do you do now? Um, guess I'll sit back and listen to the rest of the show. No, and, you tell um, everyone how to find you. Oh, sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to train you well. <laughs> train you well, my child, in the ways that you must go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Ryan Smith. You can find me on Facebook under that name. And I am actually on my page with my beautiful granddaughter, Layla, on my page as well. I love that little girl. Gracious. Um, so, yes, you can find me on Facebook under Ryan Smith. And the reason why I had to mention which page it was is because I forgot passwords to other pages that I've had, so I had to <laughs> rebuild another page. And that is the page you can find me on under Ryan Smith, but my beautiful granddaughter, Layla, is on my page with me as well. How old is she? She will be 10 months to second with us. No, she's 10 months now. Yeah, she's 10 months. She uh, just turned 10 months on the second. Is she your first no, grandchild? Yes, my very first grandchild. So I have a writing assignment for you. Yes. Every month, I want you to write her a haiku. Or something else, but at least a haiku. Because every single month she's going to be changing and growing. So find a notebook that's just about her, and every single month I want you to write her something. About who she is, about what you see in her, how she's changing, how she's growing, what she learned. Just something every single month. And I want you to do that until she's 18. And then I want you to give it to her on graduation day. Wow, that's excellent. Didn't think about that. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you. That is beautiful. Can you tell me a more precious thing to give her? Say that one more time. Can you think of a more precious thing to give her than her life, her entire life through her grandpa's eyes? Yes, definitely. That is, that is, yes. I, I, I couldn't think of anything else that would be loved in longevity than doing something like that. Mhm. So there's your writing assignment. I hope you do it. <laughs> Nothing big, just you know, just a little jotting down. Okay. We'll do. <laughs> we'll do. Awesome. All right. Fantastic so job tonight, a, honey. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I also have, I have a piece that I'm going to send you to play on your show. Um Oh you rock. So thank I'm you. To, uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. I said thank you. Okay. That'd be awesome. You're welcome. And you have the email, correct? Yes, speakeasycafe.com, correct? No, the speakeasy. The word the is in there, the T-H-E, the speakeasycafe.com. Whoever has just speakeasycafe probably wonders why they keep getting spoken word poetry sent to them. The word the is in the title. (laughs) Okay. All right. Awesome. All, All right, righty. Thank, thank you so much, Blaze, for being here tonight. Great job, honey. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night. All right. 
Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Now, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee asking, <laughs> how was your Groundhog Day? Hi, Michael Todd. How am I what? Groundhog Day. Is it Groundhog Day? It was Tuesday. You missed it? I must have missed it. Dude, that's my what favorite I... holiday every year. I didn't even go outside. I know it is. I didn't even don't even think I went outside on Tuesday. Well Oh, I suck. Well, we had a big time over my on my Facebook page. We had poetry and congratulatory remarks and then that night we had a big party at my house. We turned we combined uh Groundhog Day was Taco Tuesday and we had a big taco buffet. Oh, why don't I live closer to you? Man, we're some party animals. <laughs> Speaking of party animals, Phil. I wrote a poem. Here's my poem I wrote for Phil. It's called Happy Groundhog Day 2021. The seer of seers has made his call from punks of tiny Pennsylvania station. Into each life, a little snow must fall. Six more weeks, he said, the duration. Turn up the boombox. Let's have a song. Let a polka tune ring loud and clear. Phil may not always be right, but he's never wrong. From Gobbler's Knob, better luck next year. Happy Groundhog Day. I love it. So I'm I'm assuming that we're getting more winter. Yes. Yes. That makes me very happy. That's right. He's honest. He's an honest groundhog. He is. <laughs> Can't be bought off, ca- can he? Last year he called off the winner, and he was correct. So there, he's never wrong, really. Never wrong. So, um, I have one voicemail on my phone, voice message that I kept from my father, who passed away last week. And it said, it's Christmas two years ago. He said, Merry Christmas, Mike. And as Tom T. Hall would say, Happy Groundhog Day. He got that in. My dad did. So. Aww. That's why I wasn't here last week, by the way. We were. I know. I know. So. Anyway. Uh, I got an idea from a poem from him. Okay. Uh, he, he had like a hundred phrases and sayings, I mean, he was like magical. My brother and I go try to write them all down. But one that he would say, I used for the last line in this poem. And in 2009, I wrote it. This poem is called Hanging. Hanging by Michael Todd. And by the way, let me tell you what this poem about real quick or it won't make any sense. It's about a pendant on a necklace, okay? And mm-hmm. And it goes back, it goes back into the early... 1900s and to the present, it, where this necklace has been, where who who owned it, and whatever. So, there that'll make it make a little more sense. Okay. Hanging, hanging by Michael Todd. I was already an antique at the initial global conflict, the only piece of a collection not sacrificed to that year. It was the war to end all wars, no more pain to afflict. Soon lost in the shuffle, wondering. Where do I go from here? 
I was tended as tawdry, part of a flapper's disguise. Through prohibition, I was rarely exposed to sunlight. I was out on the island the day of the fateful sunrise while my people stopped and stared at incoming flight. At a drive-in, suspend from a mirror of a 57 Chevy, fine golden strands of hair woven through my chain. Lost again, hidden in a trunk, escapee among the bedding, from heaven's door to devil's lair on my way again. Rescued from a pawn shop, again finding second chances, worn proudly to see by beauty in leather and lace, disco ball hanging like a weeping willow, she dances, striding boldly forward, turns every head in the place. Once a sparkling jewel etched with twinkles of gold, memento of life long lived, turn around, start again. Everything said or heard, recorded, and stories told, time yellowed memories trace past to now from then. Through circles of cycles, Fragile, handle with care. Some links now are frayed and my clasp a little rough. A beauty of a gem so rare. Wonder where I go from here or where you get used to hanging if you hang long enough. In peace. You know, you know me. You've known me for a long time, so you have to know how much I appreciate that piece. Yeah, you're you know, being one of the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite things in the world, I love antiques. I love things with history. I love fingerprints of things. I love things that still whisper. You know, I love trying to figure out what their secrets are and unweave them. You know, if you were to come to my house, it's like full of all this crazy old stuff. And, you know, I, I don't have hardly anything new in it at all because I, I just love things that have those fingerprints. And there's a movie called The Red Violin. That parallels your poem perfectly. And it's a story about a red violin. Have you watched it ever? No, ma'am. Oh, you have to, Michael. Oh, my God. It is my absolute favorite movie in the world, The Red Violin. It talks about the, the, exactly what your poem was, when the, the violin was made, and its entire story up to present day. It is phenomenal, The Red Violin. Every poet, every writer should absolutely watch that movie. But, well, but I, that's one of the reasons you're... I mean, I, I loved it. I love the idea of it because I'll hold something in my hands and that's exactly what I'm doing. I want it to talk to me. I want it to tell me where it's been. I want to know its story. I'm nosy. <laughs> there you go. I loved your poem. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. If anybody wants Beautiful. to hang out with me on my personal poetry site... You can find me at mikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, mikeTodd.blogspot.com. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, thank you for sharing both of those with us, and big hugs to you. I love you so dearly. If you need me, just message me, okay? All right, then. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Love you, baby. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 575. 575, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Levi Miracle from Tucumcari, New Mexico. <laughs> Hi, Levi. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's been a fantastic week. I took off yesterday and mm-hmm. went to the beach. I went pretty early in the day, and I took my puppy with me. We had like four hours on the beach with no one else there. She got to run around off-leash wow. and play, and we had fun, and I hunted fossils and and looked for bones, and she ran around everywhere with me, and it was just it was perfect. It was beautiful. It's been an amazing right, week. Right, yeah. It sounds like a blast. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So uh, I got uh, I wrote a new poem actually. I wrote it two days ago, and um, so this is the first place I will ever read it. So it's debuted today. So I'm excited. It's called um, it's called labels for a crazy teenager. Dedicated to a friend, may he rest in peace. One, my world called me mental. They said since I was a kid, I have been fixated on one thing and one thing only, and that one thing was dying. They said it would never get better. They said it would never go away. So take your meds. Try and mask a sense of sanity on your face because they said even you even look mental. The illness is taking over, too. My friends called me uptight. They said I was a little too moody, a little too depressed. They wanted me to attach my detached mind and pretend that I was okay, but I wasn't okay. They didn't understand. They didn't understand why I didn't want to hang out with them, but what I kept telling them over and over and over again, it's not that I didn't want to hang out with them. It was that my depression was, it was that I didn't even want to hang out with myself. It was that my depression was a parasite, eating holes in my psyche that I couldn't climb myself out of, and I was slowly dying inside, suffocating in a mixture of my own hell. Yes, they called me depressed, but they didn't even know the half of it. They just didn't understand three. The church called me a sinner. They said I just needed to get a hold of God, and all my crazy would just dissipate like a mist. But what they couldn't see was the flood I saw before my eyes every day of my life. It was the ocean of a wave that just wouldn't dissipate. No matter how many times I'd fall to my knees or scramble my fingers to pray, I couldn't get God to make it go away. It was just not going away. Four. The future called me a traitor. A traitor because I couldn't let go of the past. Because this closet of my throat opened up as the skeletons I tried to swallow started crawling out. And their bones tasted like the memories I had tried to bury so deep in my past. Yet the past was not as buried as I needed it to be. My past was holding me hostage within my life, within my mind. It shackled my words. And I couldn't tell the future how much I wanted to see it. Because the past bottled up my tongue with regret and I forgot how to tell myself I was sorry. I forgot how to tell myself tomorrow is a new day. The future called me a traitor. But how could I have been a traitor if I was never for the cause? Five. 
my mother called me, she called me Levi. She called me son. As many times as I tried to unravel life from my veins, she she sewed my confidence back together. As many times as I wanted to leave this world, she tried to find a new and exciting ways to make me feel like I belonged in it. Every time the world labeled me as just mental or crazy, she knew I was much more. She never once made me feel like I was a lost cause, even though I thought I was. She was the reason why my inner demons didn't devour me as a teenager six. The world doesn't label me anymore because I won't let it. As many times as I'm defined as crazy or insane, I think back to the days when I was a teenager. So deeply lost within my head, wanting to die so bad, I tasted it on a daily basis. Well, (laughs) well, today I am devouring life, and it is delicious. Every morsel of the air, every buffet of tomorrow, I can taste it. Every meal of the future is a path toward my sanity, and I... I'm 34 now, and yes, I'm still crazy and insane and spontaneous. Yes, I have days where I think this this world would be a better place if I just wasn't in it, but I've learned at a very young age that whatever cage the world puts you in, whatever shackles that bind you, it does not define you. Contrary to what others may believe, It does get better. It does get easier. I won't lie. Life life is hard. But it is the stones we throw into the ocean of the sky that makes ripples for our future. And we will get there. One pebble at a time, one morsel at a time. Don't ever give up the fight. Seven. They said it would never get better. They said it would never go away. They called me mental... They called me depressed. They called me crazy. Well, I now call myself Survivor in peace. I absolutely love that. The entire piece was incredible. And I want to say, there's so many people out there who fight with their own demons. And they go and they seek help for it because... To not seek help for it could be very dangerous for a lot of people. Absolutely, yes. But then when they do, they get slapped with a label, slapped with a prescription, and told, we understand. Mm-hmm. When it's not a label, everybody is different. Everything that they are going through is different. And I think that people just stop listening because it's easier to throw pills at, at you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that poem really clarifies the individuality in the things that people fight with. Yeah. You know, and not everything needs to be answered with a pill. Exactly. You know, sometimes you need to just shut up and listen. Oh yeah, and, and sometimes I, I, that can I just, be enough. Yeah. I just lost my best friend in September and uh he killed himself because we don't quite know why but um he was dealing with a lot of stuff, pain and possibly depression and stuff like that. And, yeah, so 
this poem was dedicated to him, even though it's loosely based on him, but, you know, it's mostly based on me, but I dedicated it to him. That makes it even even more profound to me. Just phenomenal. I think it was, I'm, I'm, you know, there, there were, throughout the entire piece, the imagery in it, oh, my God. You know, when you were talking about the skeletons in your cli- closet climbing out of your throat, Mm-hmm. That was intense. That was amazing. And I know that I just totally butchered what you were, but you got the idea. You know what part of the poem I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. And, yeah, I uh, I I go on several poetry shows and stuff, you know, like I go to my friends. I told you about my friend Zachary Cluckman. He has one. And uh, I'm going to read that next time he has one, too, I think, so. And I actually, awesome. I actually today I recorded it, and I might send it to you sometime if that'd be cool. That would be absolutely mandatory. The answer to that okay. question is always yes. <laughs> yes. All righty. Well, that will do me for tonight. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on um, Facebook under the Poetry and Writings of Levi J. Miracle. I'm on Poets and Writers Database on the poetsandwriterspage.com. Um, I'm on many sites on on the Internet, um, poach journals, magazines, different things like that. I'm also a songwriter, and uh, just keep, keep an eye out for maybe one of my tunes someday. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> very cool. It would be very cool. Yes. And right, I just want darling. to tell you, Nyla, I love your show. And we talked last week, and um, mm-hmm. I sent you a message on Facebook, and it has some pictures of my some of my old stuff. So if you look at that someday, you you probably would appreciate it. So. Oh, cool! Thank you. And I haven't been on it all this week, so I have. Yeah, like, oh no, that's fine. Whenever you get a chance. Emails so. lined up. But yeah. oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you for sending those. You're welcome. Alrighty. Talk to you later. We will talk to you next week, my dear. Thank you. Yes, you will. All (laughs) righty. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219, followed by 216, and we will be taking 232 right after them. Those will be our next three callers. So let's go ahead and grab 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is uh, Brother O from East Chicago. How you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. How has your week been? Oh, uh, pretty good. Just uh, continuing with snow and extreme cold uh, over here where I am. <laughs> hey, what book are you reading right now? Uh, I've been I haven't read a book in a while. But I read I read books here and now and then. Your chore is to find a book of poetry and start reading some poetry out of it. I'm really pushing everyone to to read this year because it really helps you helps you in your writing when you read. The more you read, the better you write. So right. I'm I'm randomly asking everybody that question. This is why you guys have to have. I told everyone at the beginning of the show, you either have to have an answer for me or make a really creative lie. So instead of telling me nothing, you should have said, I'm reading this book about pygmy star poems. Yeah. I read books. I read books. I mainly uh, 
I mainly read articles. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean, reading. Yeah, I, I read articles all the time off the, off the Internet. Brother O? The last, last I really read was a book. Yeah. With pages yeah. and paper and paper cuts. I'm such a I'm such a weirdo about that. You know, people spend right. so much time on computers and on their phones and looking down at backlit screens. You know, there's magic in a page and turning pages and seeing it in black and white. Find a book, find a book mm-hmm. of poetry and carry it around with you and read some, okay? Okay. What you gonna read to us tonight, my darling? I got this poem called Stand Up for Your Beliefs and Convictions Even if you have to lose some friends Turn it down, hold on Okay My dear brothers and sisters We all have different beliefs and convictions And what we believe in Depends great on our own points of view and our own unique life experiences. My dear brothers and sisters, we are entitled to express our beliefs and convictions openly on social media platforms. However, we have to respect the beliefs and convictions of others which happen to be different from ours, even if we don't personally agree with them. Here's my personal take on expressing your own views and conventions, personal beliefs and conventions, you are more than welcome to express as long as you respect mine. That's why I draw the line. We ain't always got to agree or feel like our beliefs and conventions are neither superior nor inferior to anyone else out here. However, you showed me the proper respect at all times while you're in my presence. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a complete exercise of utility trying to change my beliefs and conventions. Any attempts to do so will cause me to cut you off, cut, cut ties with you immediately for showing me blatant disrespect. So put some respect on my beliefs and convictions just like I do yours. Last time I checked up a grown man was a constitutional right to express myself through free speech of the First Amendment. America is a democracy, not a fascist society like Nazi Germany was. I reserve the God-given right to express my beliefs regardless of your agreements or disagreements. Now, I only stand my personal convictions as a real man, even if it means losing you as a friend. At this point in my life, I see, and quite frankly, don't give a damn about your opinions and feelings of my personal beliefs. And I don't care what you think, because what I believe is what I believe, and what you believe is what you believe. Brother O, as always, you express your beliefs and convictions with eloquence, and you stand firmly on your positions. Now, brother, would you care to share some of your beliefs and convictions? I believe in God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm a living witness and experiencing the power of miracles. My faith is both on shape unshakable and unwavering. I believe in power of prayer and speaking things to existence. And I'm a spiritual being living in human existence who is more interested in having a relationship with God rather than claiming a 
particular religion or denomination. I'm proud. I proudly express my true love and appreciation for my black women. My personal choice is to date and marry exclusively within my own race and ethnicity. However, I do would support my brothers and sisters who are involved in interracial relationships and marriages. I'm a firm believer that every law-abiding citizen having a Second Amendment rights to carry guns and out to their personal protection. Even though I never smoked a joint in my life, I'm a 420-friendly brother. I fully support the legislation of marijuana for medical and recreational purposes and it's decriminalization of small amounts of cannabis. I'm not against same-sex relationships and marriages. However, my personal views are that marriage is actually designed for a man and a woman based upon what the Bible declares. I'm a true believer in parents disciplining their children. And for corporal punishment, it should be restated in schools because some of these kids need good old-fashioned discipline and swats of the board education we getting out of the pocket with adults. I'm not with parents wanting to be friends with their kids all instead of establishing clear rules, boundaries, and regulations to maintain law and order. I'm a true believer in respecting the personal beliefs of others. A true believer in treating people with respect. A true believer in loving and accepting people for who they are as unique individuals. A true believer in being your real and authentic self. And true believers and fairness to everyone who expresses themselves in poem. You know, I think that that poem should be a really good example to everybody. What I what I absolutely loved about it, and I know this as from you as a person, is that you have very strong convictions and you have very strong beliefs. But it's okay for me to not agree with you. And it's okay for me to have a different opinion or for that person over there to have a different person uh, opinion. You know, you you don't waver from your convictions, but you allow your world to be filled with different opinions and you don't condemn people for them. Exactly. You know? I think that the whole world world needs to be that way. You know, people want to, they like, they post, a lot of people post something on Facebook about certain things they believe in. Then somebody will comment and say, I don't don't agree with you. And then it turns to a big argument, a big misunderstanding. My thing is we have to learn, we have to, Respect other people's differences, even though we may not agree with it, we may not understand it. But as, as my one of my one of the one of the people that since the men of my life would say, step into this person's shoes for a minute, because your opinion, your beliefs are not are not dead superior nor fit anyone else's. You know, just because you don't agree with somebody, that doesn't mean fall out with them, especially if they're your friends. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Oh, my darling, great palm. Do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can find you. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me 
on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gathering. I'm on and uh, I do uh, birthday posts. I do uh, original quotes. I I read now uh, posts of poems whenever people want want they want to they want to uh, want me to post it. I just post it up and people give me good feedback on it. You know, it's just yes, and it's always. Thank you for your support every week. I appreciate you very much. Loved your poem tonight, and we will talk to you next week, Brother O. Yeah, I'll be back next week. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Okay. God be next week now. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, hon. All right. And you know something I did not mention, and I need to mention that, is that... Well, I'll do that at the end of the show. So you guys all stick around for my announcement at the end of the show. Let's go ahead and take our next caller. Area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, Mama, how are you, sweetheart? You sound really good tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. That's because I'm far away. So I'm just saying so far away. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a chipperness in your voice. I like it. Well, because I was so far away, so you think I should talk so far away? But you can have. Oh, you mean you get more? Death. You get more quiet when you get close to me? No, that's supposed to be a joke because um, the word the so far away is a, so far away is a song, and the people can't sing. People used to ask them if they could sing so far away. So when you said that I sounded good. I was very far from the phone, so I, that's why I was trying to tease you to say <laughs> I sound good far I away. <laughs> I think, you know, to be a comedian, you have to have good timing. My timing was bad, so I invited <laughs> our Dennis, Dennis to come here tonight. I wanted to hear him to read that poem that I sent you, and I hope he came, but uh, you can put me on. I want to see who all is here because I really want it. Uh, people to hear that poem. So I wanted to see if he's here. So you can put me on hold and bring me back in later. Do you know what his area code is? Nope, I don't. But I sent you the poem, and I don't know what his area code is. I mean, I don't know. Okay. But So just you can just put me at like the end. I'll be listening until I see, I'm gonna all see right. who all came. Okay. Okay. I will do that, Mama. Thanks. All right. Let me make my note. Because we always saw, already saw what happened when I tried to talk and write earlier. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, area code 323. 323, you're on the air. Anthony Kitty from Los Angeles, a.k.a. Sincere. Good evening. Hey, Sincere, how are you, sweetie? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Good to hear you, boy. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. So what's going on with you this week? What did you bring for us? What did I bring is a haku interlude. I'm excited. Please. Okay. My eyes cried a million times as the sunset fell below sea level. However... 
Racism is a race when the world was built to occupy seconds without days. In peace. Wow. See, you guys, that's what I'm talking about. Those little, those little <laughs> thoughts, those little messages, those little things. If you know, if you don't write them down, that was phenomenal. I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. But now you have to read a couple more because that one was just too little. That was little for even being little. <laughs> okay. Um, let's call it what's reality. Reality is we're two weeks into this new presidency and we still have the bull running wild. When Congress do not want to send a civilian who is no longer president to the final grave of his second impeachment, that would omit that both sides slept on one side of the bed while the other was trying to get him out ever since. Omit the reality you white folks made an error from the past and omit your dirty hands did not want to say sorry for killing the world outside the white ports. Proxy has now made a lot if the world in real verdict to committing towards healing. Key words is proxy on importance for which the white corporate America has now failed to live up to her protection and serve the nation in which we stand by any means necessary by law. Knowing snow falls and the river's cries, rolling up into the sunset of Mayberry and dirty sheets from the house of pity, cry now swim later as my sister in translation made auntie temptation sing a song long ago. We are no longer we when I made the jump into the rehearsal halls of federal secrets. The door to Pandora pundits are array. She can never close her legs to the bedroom bed stain offering remorse for sleeping with her twin conclusion. Cautiousness is mad. Hell at help by committee. Pulling back eyelids towards failures long been the white chicken of the corn. Reality is false. Acts that had no bearing to realizations offering disorder by means of a check to tell I'm sorry for not dealing what I made up. Lies hampered when and what was already clean and slate to which one black man made good prior to him. Tapping up the fate, plunder by printing money for through remote of the country, 40 million who lost their jobs through business dying, each of us died by disgrace. You're not going to, use me an example, be able to use the N-word without consequences. You need to read the fine print. Point being, all bites don't hurt from a German shepherd. What's reality? In peace. Wow. That was a ride in itself. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the next one is called Not One. Hey, I'm not mad. However, where are those black mega churches, pastors, deacons, and just I'm just saying. Not one has spoken up against their foes, not unless they are being used as puppets to control the Negro members. No one has came out to address this, let alone speak up against the injustice of the Negroes being or had been murdered by Blue Lives. Sorry, LGBT, and Z group. Your livelihood depends on the American Negro marches. Since you cannot stand alone and march for your supposed equal footing like the BLM or any marches. Okay, enough said on Me Too or any movement. When life dies and your ancestors are causing havoc on our amendment rights, the first ten are the Bill of Rights? I'm just saying. Now that I speak up and ask my dead people to speak up, oh, 
They can't because they still await justice for the N-word to die for. Where are the black leaders? Where are the black leaders? I said that's right. Why Oprah Winfrey has not spoken up yet? When will the black churches speak up against this? Not one of you so-called religious Negroes are going to stand up? On the contrary, you would have spoken up if this was a black insurrection. Am I wrong? No. You motherless cowards are sitting back in your mansions and saying a, not saying a word. Crazy how shit slips on the white privilege class. Cast cellmates. The law of my democracy needs to change. Since it is apparent that laws were never equal in all the land we roam to and fro in North America. Not one. Ed McKinney from Los Angeles. That's that piece. Wow. You're absolutely on a roll tonight. Both those pieces were absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, I, I got to stay on par because my twin told me I got to come to the show. I got to represent. So shout out to Gina Storm. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, is she here yet? I wonder if she's on hold. I don't remember her area code. I know she was posting some stuff around the net, so I'm sure she's over here by now. I'm very humbled. Thank you very much. I appreciate her sending you our way, by the way. Um, And you did a fantastic job tonight, and I'm glad that that you are making a home for yourself here with us. And uh, absolutely perfect. And I love the name. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, this is my home. I appreciate it. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Have a uh, great weekend. Awesome. You too, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to take two seconds here. I just got bombarded with some messages from tech support on the lines. All right. There we go. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you? Agent 419, how are you, my love? I'm okay, I think. I don't know. I don't like to think much now after 5 o'clock. <laughs> I don't see Gina. Gina's not. She's 815. She's not on hold, just so that you guys know. But she's. I know she's listening. All right. So, my darling, how's your weekend? What would you bring us? Uh, I brought a poem <laughs> to share. Uh, um, it's called uh, The Sting of Compelling Truth. That reality, you know, it kind of bites you sometimes, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's it. Wits end. Upon you, I could never depend. Your daily treatment shouldn't shock me anymore. It's been years. After all, one should think routine. It is who you are. Expectations dreamt highly of. Leaves me longing for normal love of which I shall never receive from you. I want the fairy tale life, the princess who inherits all of her dreams, where everything in life is always fair. Truth is, life in itself is so goddamn painstakingly unfair and very painful looking for passivity, seeking the lining silver or composite gold, pacifying ourselves until the years make us old. The past haunts future prospects time will always tell yet i live in hell longing for things to be different shattered hopes of life's consistencies you play your part so epically 
Temper flaring, you keep on blaming me for everything. Yet I can only be me. You will always be you. Feelings of anguish torments me inside. Will it be different this time? I know the reality. It stares me right in the face. Dying just to experience a loving mother's embrace. Just once in my life to be shown that unconditional love leaves me always searching and yearning for so much more just for one ounce of normalcy. And peace. Wow. That piece really resonates with me. I've got the most fucked up relationship with my mother. Aww. And struggle with that every single day. Have nightmares about it. I mean, it's it's really a toxic situation. And so hearing that piece was very awesome for me. Uh, well, yeah, I my mom, is she's got mental issues. She has my whole life, and it's always hard. And even though you try to, no matter what, you try to convince yourself, you tell yourself, well, she's always going to be that way, she's always going to be that way, it's still hard. Because the more you go through life and the more you learn people that don't have that mental illness, the more it's like, you know, my mom never taught me to cook. She never taught me to clean. And so, like, you go through having regrets. And then, you know, it's just, it's hard. But, like, that piece And there's I wrote part of day, you inside that still thinks you can fix it. Well, that and that she's still my mom. And, and I you can't. Still love her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, then like, like, when I wrote this piece, honestly... I was sitting in the parking lot of Myers debating whether I should call her or not because at that time she would always hang up on me and she would fight and yell and hang up on me and everything would be blamed on me. And it was just a trying time and I sat in the parking lot wondering, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Do I call her today? Do I not? Do I want to be hung up on? So you have, you want different expectations, but it's always the same. Yeah, and that's it the is. Hard, it's so hard. I'm really sorry. I know I know what that's like for me going through this right now and and. I mean, I, I just wish that I could talk to you more about it. Maybe you can, you know, you can give me a call. We'll talk after the show and stuff sometime. But it's hard, and I'm really sorry you're going through that because unless somebody is, there's no way to understand the emotional freaking tug-of-war inside you. Right. And I'm just really, really sorry that you know that. I'm sorry that you are living that. Ever since I've been too. <laughs> I'm, my mom had shock treatment when I was two years old, and I still remember that. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, she she has a big heart. I think that's the only thing I really got from her is her heart. <laughs> so I do, I, do, I do love her, but with people that, you know, can relate are the people, you know, that can deal with it or know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I went through yeah. my whole life not talking. We just don't talk to people about that. And then, like, when I was in my 30s, I met someone, and I was on vacation, and she had mentioned that her um, her mother was schizophrenic. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, And I could finally relate after 30 years of keeping everything inside that, oh, my God, I'm not the only person that deals with this. And I have my mother's twin sister also had it. Her daughters and me and my sister, we never sat down and talked about our mother's mental illnesses. And it affects all of us differently to this day. And we never yeah. really sit down and talk about it because it's things that back when we grew up, we just didn't talk about those things, you know? Yeah, at all. No. Are you going to read a second one, my love? Do I do I have time because I would like to? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, this one is actually about a, a, a relative of mine, and it's called Little Girl Lost. Okay. Darkness swallows you whole, sleeping on a park bench with no place to go. How has this life gotten you this low? You have turned to thieving, 
Turning your back on your best friend, no one left in your circle built around yourself, your circle of one. Darkness took over your light. The goodness no longer shines in you. Your mere existence brings the devil out in you. Why do you do the things you do? Why is it that you use? You were clean. We were all so proud of you. The, then the inevitable, you fell far from grace to steal from the hands of your father. How can you ever show your face? The actions of what you did are such a disgrace. My heart breaks at your situation, that you don't stay clean, that you won't, that you lack the ambition, that your will is not your own, to rid of your demons that grip you so tight, that it will be another cold, dark, lonely night. As your soul grows restless with you and your body is taking a toll, you choose to bite the hand that feeds you. The one person who could always count on has now turned his back on you. That gave you shelter that loved you, that still does as his heart and mind are left to worry of his little girl, who is lost, who cannot find her way, who decided to turn her back against him for just one more fix. Tell me, was it worth it? You stole his heart. You tread upon his heart. You stole his trust. You tread upon his heart. Time and time again, third time is a charm. To you yourself are doing the most harm. I wish that you would sit back and see what your actions are doing to everybody, to everyone around to the ones who really cared, and now you will sink even lower, knowing they will be there no more. You shut them out. As you close yourself off from this world, the world we are all a part of, the world we are all living in, you somehow lost a piece of yourself, allowing yourself one day closer to death. Each and every time you decide to use, you are choosing your fate. One step closer to your final demise, nothing hurts more than you choosing drugs to steal from your very father. Don't you have any shame? What kind of decent human being would do that to your loved one? Some washed-up, used-to-be angelic girl who sold her soul to the devil, letting her demons control her world, blacking, blackening out her once flamboyant colors, darkening her world to silence. Her wings once white of purest snow, clipped, not allowing her to fly now. She is drowned and falling fast into the great pitted dungeon hole that is swallowing her up, this once young, beautiful, angelic girl. Where did she go? Will she ever come back and unleash the beasts that let her in? The ones who knock on her mind every day. The ones who never seem to go away. Knocking on your door one after another, after another, after another, after another. They simply keep on coming. Knock, knock, knocking. Persistent, demanding, relentless bastards. They keep taking you away. As you feed your need by feeding them, you keep them right at bay. Never a pill or needle too far away. One more push, pop, or snort to make you drift off to a land I'll never understand the concept of. This unhappy life of drugs made to take you under. If you let, if you let allow, wait, if you allow it, waking up cold as hell. As last night, the demons cast their spell. And once again, they gripped so hard and pulled and pulled and persuaded. You held the jack as they laid the highest card. Taking the winning hand, you gave in to their forsaken demand. You walked away the loser. The game of life just lost. Life, it hands you the cards. You keep them, you trade them, you discard. You know when you've had enough. For they hold the cards, praying you will call their bluff. In the meantime, I'll pray for your mortal soul and your time left on this earth to be a little longer for you to get clean and sober before it is too late. I pray that this can be done so one day in life, when you get the hand that's dealt, you can say you've won. And peace. That, 
that was beautiful. I could tell it was really an emotional piece for you too. And I think it's a really good example of the anguish and frustration that someone goes through when they are in a situation where they are in a relationship or close to or emotionally connected to someone who is an addict. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact is is that it is so hard for us to comprehend those of us who have never been an addict. It's so hard for us to comprehend why. And then you it's feel really so hard for because you're seeing it. Yeah. But I I had some I had a friend that I lived with. Um and it's a very complicated story and I'm not going to go into it. But who I sat down one time and asked some very direct questions to because I knew that I was going to end up losing him. I just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. And I had to have answers. I wasn't going to wait until I lost him to get my answers. And so, right. you know, I sat down and talked to him one time. And unless it's so hard to not understand why. Why did she betray her father for a fix? It's because she had no choice. And that's so that that thing when when they tell you that because I had no choice, you think bullshit. You always have a choice. Everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. But there isn't. It takes such a catastrophic thing to break through that cycle. And the hard, hard reality is that most of the time you can't. You know, and it's so hard for us on the outside to understand why the whys of it all. It seems so sad and helpless and such a waste, you know. Yeah. But there, there is this understanding and this deep, sorrowful empathy I have now, understanding what the mental state of mind is from my perspective, from the perspective that was shared with me, you know, what it's like, Mm -hmm. how it, it, you just, there's like, it's it's just this black hole of quicksand and every single action feeds into it. You know, you you have to keep trying it. You have to, I don't know, I'm not even going to go into it, but I think that, like I said, I think that was a real good example of the frustration it shows to me it shows me the frustration of someone who just doesn't get it and who's trying yeah. so hard to understand who's trying to figure it out who's you know offering a hand who's you know tired and can't offer a hand anymore but they're still offering a hand and you know you're never going to give up on them but you've given up you know what do you do it just it really portrayed that emotion to me very strongly Oh, well, thank you, because that's kind of exactly how I felt. And I said, too, that you live in a world that I'll never understand because I'm not the addict. I'm not the one doing it. I'm not in that. In, I can always try to empathy, put myself in people's shoes. But when it comes to the actual feeling of, like, what the drug does to you, I, I don't do drugs, so I will never know that. You know what I mean? And so, like, what is her pull to have to steal from her own father is pretty damning. And so you I know, have that You know, the anger. 90% of the you know time, it isn't the drug that's the pull. It's whatever it is that did it is the thing that led them to taking the drugs. There's something else there. There's always something else oh, right. there. It's never just the drug. Right, right, right. Well, I get that, but, I mean, I just think, like, 
how damning it is to like steal from mm-hmm. someone that would do anything for you is what I was trying. You know what I mean? But yeah, and and since I don't do that life or live that life, I I don't know what it's like. And that piece was like I had anger and then I had sorrow like all kinds of emotions, you know, and then you do have the helplessness because you want to help, but you can't. So then you see their life fall apart and there's nothing you can really do. So there's desolation yeah. on both parts, you know what I mean? Like both sides. Mm-hmm. So, all right, my darling. I was emotional with that one because <laughs> that yeah, was someone that okay. it was my understandable. Niece. So someone close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. <laughs> it was so hard. Yes, I allowed you. I demand it. <laughs> Come on, you, you had the you had the revolver to my head. Come on, I, I just squirt You're gun, gonna be baby. on my show, damn it! <laughs> Come on, Agent Four One Nine. I, I hunt you all now down. Now I with know. I really That's got it. that name. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone how to find oh you, my. honey. Um, yes, I'm on Facebook, and you can find me under. Poetical intrigue is that's where I've been like putting all my poems and stuff on there, um, separated from well, poetry is opinions, but I like to just do my poetry expression on that page. So poetical, P-O-E-T-I-C-A-L intrigue on Facebook. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. All right. Yep. I I sure will. Uh, hopefully, be here next Thursday. Yep. All right, and thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, sweetie. All right. Now, I want to let area codes, uh, area codes 757-919-863 know that you are not in the lineup. So 757-919-863. If you guys want to come on the air, please press so that's Granville. Granville, you're you're not in the lineup. Nine one nine. That's Granville, and you're not in the lineup. So Granville, if you want to come on the show, press one for me, so I know it's okay to. Uh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> you're talking Eight, to me. Eight six three. No, I just uh, haven't muted you yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm right. I'm muting you. <laughs> bye, Shelley. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Good thing I didn't swear or something. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, what a goofball. And then 863, you are not in the lineup. And 863, I believe, is that Noreen? All right, we've got 8 until 757. 757, you're the only one not in the lineup right now. And that is Tomiko, I think. So, Tomiko, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and read tonight, honey, press 1 if you're just listening I see you there. Love you. Glad you're here. All right, let's go ahead and bring on 848. 848, you are on the air. Oh, hang on a second. Okay. The Columbia Anthology of American Poetry. The recycling bin has to use book things. So that was what you said something before about what you're reading or something. So mm-hmm. rip this bong. Okay. The 16th century stuff's pretty flowery. This 17th century stuff. I'll just trip out on a 7-8. Arise my soul of wings 
rise to praise the monarch of the earth and skies whose godness and benefits appear around the center moves the rolling year of when the morning glows with rosy charm of the sun's slumbers and the ocean's arm of light divine by rich portions bent to guide my soul in favors my intent of celestial muse, my adorned flight to Spain, and rise my mind to the seraphic strain. Oh, now my eyes are too fuzzy. Anyhow, and then there's six, seven, eight. Yeah, all this new political stuff is like a clan catharsis. That's a bunch of disturbed beliefs of some third-rate racist. I don't know, they kick them to make sure they're dead. Yeah, it's kind of the natural state of their hate and mindset. Okay, who keeps turning on who keeps turning on the no fun lamp? If you leave the no fun lamp unlit, everything stays and you let it be. So it doesn't mean you have to turn on the fun lamp. It's just don't turn on the no fun lamp. Everybody keeps turning on the no fun lamp. It's really disheartening. Thank you. You snowed in? You didn't get three feet of snow? We only got about seven inches of snow. It was pretty nice, and it only lasted two days. Yeah, sweet winter of to warm the heart. Uh, We got bubbled up here, so it was, yeah, it was pretty trippy for a day and a half, two days. Yeah, well, I, I loved snow. it because we, we don't get stop. snow here, so and I miss yeah. the snow. I miss living in the snow, so it was a real treat for me. Oh yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know any of that. Like, uh, yeah, you're anything personal, cool. Like last time you were in Oregon or something, Portland. Well, no? I'm still in Oregon, yeah. Oh well, you're. That's awesome. There, you've legalized mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plenty of places to. Okay, the supermarket was overrun with COVID at the time I had to go. So in the afternoon, it's kind of clear, but this was real prime time, like 6, 630. There's really no ventilation. Uh, My eyes were burning. I got out of there quick. Hit hit the freaking. Yes. The supermarket was filled with COVID. Come out, your forehead's hot. But it's one of the only places. My friend got it from working in the um, meat department. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Oh, honey. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I get worries. so tired. No, I get so tired of people saying it's not real. Tell that to the dead people. Oh yeah, we don't go there. We're, yeah, that's no. We're, we you can see it at night. We think it illuminates um, red. Yeah, no, we we don't. Yeah. No, we're real serious with that COVID stuff, that's for sure. They were just lost in the quarantine time warp. Like, it's Thursday. So, and then, like, you're always a Thursday thing, kind of jam. But, yeah, we're, we're kind of lost from when, the, you know, the snowstorm hit and stuff. And then we're goofed because we're not, like, really big football heads. But, you know, the game, game will be a pisser. I don't know. We're fucked up, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing a lot of streaming. Okay, it's called 
Asbury, Asbury Park vibes. Okay. So it's like a music website. You know, you'll hear some good stuff. It all matters what you're into. Uh, you can't go generational from one, you know, all this pop stuff, et cetera. So we were brought up with, you know, long flowing melodic Ornette Coleman, Miles Davis, Jerry Garcia, these, you know, loft, these real flowing melody lines. And it's cool, all this new age stuff is, it sounds like the technology. So we're still figuring out, figuring it out. It's very, very choppy. It's to layer up melodies. It's every couple measures you do something because it's kind of like how everybody's brain works now because everything's different. It's really neat. Kind of like it. And then, of course, you know, I like the TV stuff. So I don't know. Everything's anything. You can find it, but you'll find some good music there. There's, you know, it's kind of white. Sasbury Park's kind of racist, but that's neither here nor there. You know, Oregon, you got the jam band scene going on there, so you're easy. I'm sure, right? You have a lot of acoustic music. Mm-hmm. Sort of, right? Oregon. Yeah. I mean, don't you have like a Ken Kesey Center? There's a lot of places that really do the unplugged stuff around here, but not since the COVID stuff started. There, there's everything's just that everything's yeah, gone. Totally, yeah, you're totally shut down. Nobody's that stupid. Not in Oregon. Yeah, no way. Nobody's <laughs> They're sitting home doing their mushrooms. <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody's. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, thanks. So yeah, no, nobody. Some idiots are saying there's going to be shows this summer. And that's just weird. Or it was for a radio thing. You had to fill in some time, cause some, stir up some controversy or attention. So everybody's, you know, they would know before you would. And then we're going to do some pop thing coming. Anyhow, Asbury Park Vibes, if you want to check out some some music. I, it's Very my new cool. thing. I'm writing reviews from now. It's cool. Well, it's for, you know, they're young and stuff. And, you know, it's all fundamentals. But like I said, this new arrangement, mathematics are, are kind of like Bleachers. What's his name? He's really, really good at that. Jack uh, Taylor Swift for dude. It's the East Coast thing. So be it. We don't care. Trade you. New Jersey for Oregon. <laughs> All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everybody how to find you, hon. Yeah, Asbury Park Vibes. It's a, a music website. All kinds of reviews, and you'll hear all kinds of good stuff. Perfect. Yeah, all right, I'm we'll easy. see you yeah. next week. Be back I hope week. so. Yeah, it's easy to remember. It's Thursday. You know, I have to remember that all 8 o'clock stuff. And you have to pay <laughs> for my cell phone. So what the fuck? I keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Keep the fun lamp lit. Enough of this. It's, it's too, too, too burdensome. You're allowed to be joyful. Keep the fun <laughs> lamp lit. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? This is Krista, right? Krista, yeah, yep. 
Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome back, baby. How are you you doing? It's been a tough tough few days, but I'm I'm okay. I'm in good spirits, so that's all that matters. And I wrote a new poem today, so that's that's awesome, right? Do we get to hear it? Absolutely, and I'm going to message you either tonight or tomorrow about the poetry workshop. Okay. Because I'm I'm working on stuff again. Okay, so is it okay to read two poems? They're not that long. Yes, please. All right, this one I'm reading because Michael Todd wished you a happy Groundhog's Day, which I had an absolutely surreal Groundhog's Day and didn't even know it was Groundhog's Day. He told me Phil saw a shadow, so I was wondering why. I thought the Groundhog was different every year, but apparently they keep using Phil. I don't know. All right, so that's why I'm going to read this poem, We Regret to Inform You. We regret to inform you, you can't park there. We gave you the wrong vaccine for melancholy. Your ex has married and won the lottery. Your current spouse has a secret bank account. There are 45 more days of winter, even though the groundhog did not see its shadow. Not all roads lead to Rome. The speed limit is 35 miles per hour. You have the right to remain silent. Not everyone will vote. Due to a breach with our cybersecurity, You may or may not be a candidate for identity theft. You're late to the party. All the sushi is gone. There's no fortune in your fortune cookie. Your package has been lost or stolen. Check nearby surveillance cameras. There's no cure for your disease. Not all the tests your doctor order will be covered by your health insurance plan. There are more wars going on than the ones shown on your TV. Your library card has been revoked until you find the missing book you took out last summer. The dog you rescued is having puppies. Your favorite sweater is on backwards and your socks don't match. Your new boss saw you at the gas station in your pajamas, albeit under your coat, but she knows. All your coworkers, sans you, have been promoted. There's a monkey on your back, a chip on your shoulder. The snowplow took out your mailbox and you missed garbage day again. Your psychiatrist had her baby early and will be out for 12 weeks. Act accordingly. Your grandmother watches The Bachelor while drinking martinis. Your son has disowned the entire family. The Narcon didn't work on time, but you're not allowed to disclose to overdosed on the heroin and fentanyl. Your DNA sample indicates that you may have been cloned. Your neighbors are signing a petition. End piece. Sorry. <laughs> I, I wrote myself a note to say end piece. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. My it's right here. Yeah, say NT. Note to yep. self. Ugh. All right, and then this one I wrote today. It's called I Don't Want to Dream Anymore. The ghosts of the house have supplanted me. I don't want to dream anymore. All plants have souls. Socrates. He picked his own poison, hemlock. The chalice clung frozen to his lies. But he was not fearful of fate. He didn't prescribe to any crowd. Their ears rang, bells echoing across the empty Acropolis, 12 interminable days, no resurrection then. Who would coax them to the other side of mythology? So tired and parched, you should lie down, face up in the still pristine snow, and drink cerulean. I didn't mean to pretend to be incredulous, dubious, misguided, dangerous, make the locals stare. My father visited from the dead last night. Bequeathed a golden angel kite with one useless folded wing, but she alighted from opalescent string 
far beyond the, scar- the skies protracting. Now I know things. Now I am alive. Empty. Wow. Now I know things. That's a pretty powerful statement. <sighs> so, yeah, it feels good to write a poem. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's like medicine. Yeah, it really does. So, like, affirming. And then to share it, right? So you have a great mm-hmm. friend. Something happens when you when you read them, when you speak them out loud. It like get, it breathes air into them. They're like your little Frankenstein monsters that you've brought to life, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like I post on Facebook and on my website, but there's something about hearing the poet read his or her his or her own work. I have to give you that as a writing assignment now because I think that you would do something phenomenal with it. Ooh, in yeah. the vein of Frankenstein, in the vein of creating a monster a living, breathing thing. I want you to write a poem called This Poem is My Monster. Ooh, I love it. I think you'll have fun with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> After what happened with the coin-operated clone? All right, so in the <laughs> so let me just go back to, so the title is This Poem is My Monster, and it's mm-hmm. in the vein of the Frankenstein Of creating theme. a Frankenstein monster. So if you were to create a monster, what monster would it be? Purpose would it be? What would it do? What would it look like? How does it breathe? How does it, I mean, everything. So you're using your poem to create your monster. Frankenstein has electricity. You have your poem. Nice. Does it speak? Oh, this is awesome. You give the best homework. <laughs> I, I love I love the personal attention, the personal homework. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. So, how are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. I had a fantastic week, really good week Great. this week. So Great. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't call in last week because I'm you know going to call in every week because it's just so like um spiritually. It's okay for life to happen. We're always here. Yeah, yeah. I was sick. And then I really wanted to call in because um, I thought maybe Michael would call in and say something about his dad. Um, yeah, that's and so then I asked, Yeah, I asked him if he did, uh, you know, because I would go back and listen to the show, and then he didn't call in either because, so, you know, it was rough. So he sounded mm-hmm. good today because yesterday he sounded very tired and not like Michael. You know, it's just like after having to – take care of funeral arrangements, you know. He posted, today we begin this thing, you know, my father, so, you know, celebrating him. It's going to be be a bit before he it even registers for him to where he can begin to mourn. You know, there's all this crap you have to do and things you have to think of. It's going to sink in, and he's going to go through a pretty rough spot, and I'm really glad that he has so many friends who care about him and love him and will help him. Yeah, and a beautiful family of his, 18 of them gathered, you know, celebrate. And then, um, so, yeah, I think he was fatigued mainly by um, collecting photographs, right? I mean, I knew that that took me a long time. Because, uh, you know, the, the photos are in all different places, right? You have to take photos of old ones. You have different phones. And then um, I was really happy to hear him say on the air tonight that he has one message on his phone. It's from his dad. Yeah. That's just warms my heart. It does. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you and get to know you and fall in love with you like like we have. 
thank you. Um, Krisha Jopek dot com, K R Y S I A J O P E K dot com is my website where I post my poetry. And I'm also on Facebook under my name. I have an author page. My dog, Elliot, named after T.S. Elliot, has a Facebook page. <laughs> a lot of followers. He's E-L-I-O-T, Joe Peck, J-O-P-E-K. He does not have two L's. They crossed it off at the vet on his, like, prescription doggy tag. They wrote two L's, and then they crossed out one. So, uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Oh, and really good news over here. A friend gifted me a yellow parakeet. I was hoping she would talk while I was reading, but she's sleeping. And um, I posted on Facebook pictures of parakeets at Petco. I went in to get teared up, and I've wanted one for a long time. So I wrote, oh, when the stimulus check comes, I'm getting this one. And a friend of mine just sent me money on PayPal and said, I'm sponsoring a parakeet because it's going to tear you up. He's the godfather. <laughs> and this bird, oh, my God. If I had known how much joy a little parakeet could bring, oh, my God. She is, I've never had a bird. She is such a character. She's awesome. <laughs> I had my first pet that I ever bought for myself was a parakeet, and I named it Gregory Peck. Oh, that's awesome. After the actor. And then I had a white dove that I named Stevie Nicks that they roost, and so they poop in the same spot because they oh are God. roosting birds. And so I had this, like, this plant thing that was hers to roost in, and she just flew around my house. It was so cool. That's so then, awesome. Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds, too many times, because even though I had those two birds, I didn't have them for very long, and they kind of freaked me out, especially if I see, really? like, a bunch of them on a telephone wire. Like in the movie, have yep. you ever seen that? The Birds by Alfred oh, Hitchcock? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they still, you know, and my mom used to raise cockatiels, and she'd always oh. want me to hold them. And, I could do, and they would always, like, peck at my face, and it's like, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but parakeets are time. awesome. They're so sweet, and the yellow ones are so cute. I'm glad you have a buddy friend. It's all, it's all yellow. It was the smallest one. <clears throat> I brought the girl across the street, the granddaughter, who's over there for four weeks now because um, – the mother's, the grandmother's on hospice, so I took her shopping to the dollar store and everything, get her out of the house. She's 15, and she picked out um, the food sign Sublime, aka Chicky Chicky, who is the small was the smallest one, and she is completely bright yellow, no markings. Ah, sounds yeah. beautiful. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right, so um, I will. I look forward to the rest of the show, and um, I will see you on the air next week. But before that, I will send you a message. Awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll okay. talk to you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You know, it's funny. Some of you guys know this and some of you don't, but I always have a notepad, and while I'm listening to you and talking to you guys, I'll doodle on my notepad, and for some reason that helps me concentrate. It keeps me focused, and so I'm listening to her read her poem, and she sounds so happy. And I drew this little stick figure girl holding a great big giant bouquet of balloons, because I guess that's the happiest thing I could think of while I was talking. So now I have this little picture of her holding balloons. I have pictures of you guys doing all kinds of things. I bet someday you would love to see these notebooks, trust me. 
They're, they're pretty funny. All right, our next caller comes from area co- – oh, we're bringing back Mama on. Let's grab Mama. Mama, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hi, honey. Hi. So, so your your buddy friend has not called in yet. Yeah. So Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do mine because, you know, I really want to hear them. But I sent the piece to you that you can look at it yourself with the picture. Mm-hmm. I think I sent it twice. I want that little girl. That little girl is so freaking cute. I, not, I can't stand it. I was so excited about that piece. I really wanted him to call in. Um, I think he called once before Dennis Ferrado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can go to your page or to the uh, poetry page um, for um, um, a speak speakeasy cafe and um, maybe see the poem there. So um, I'm just going to go on and do my piece. Well, the first reason I was kind of like in a real good, bad mood is because I really wanted to hear him do that piece. And then uh, I, I kept finding stuff, like, around my house that was making me cry <laughs> about other things. So I was trying to cheer up. So I was trying to find something to cheer up. But I don't think I write, I don't write too many good cheer poems. So I'm going to read Specs. I've read it before. But since I don't want to read nothing sad and I don't want to read nothing happy, I'll just read spec. I don't know how this is going to make y'all feel. The spec is a poem about the little things they get us, like little tiny bacteria, little tiny coronavirus, little tiny germs, little things that you can't see, uh, ticks and fleas and little things like that, just little specks. So here it goes. It's not the larger issues that tend to baffle. We engage them daily, hourly, momentarily. We can identify them. They become familiar as we trust them to be what they are. We can qualify the tremendous into categories. We can choose to confront them, but who knows of what lies in the spirit of the unconquerable speck. So microscopic, so barely seen, so uncertain. We are certainly afraid of this very species. What we cannot challenge, what we cannot see, that which we cannot persuade, respect. The speck that trounces over us as we have no other purpose than to serve their needs. That is to say, we are worried about our kids, scared of what we scarcely know is there, of that which cannot reason with us. The power of the is that they do not care about our fear. (laughs) Sex attacks anyone, anywhere. We cough. We scratch. We itch. We cry. We pray whenever they are near. We douse. We bathe. We spray. But still, 
sex love our hair. We collect, we recollect, even when they are unseen like a phantom on the scene, we know their intention is to cause despair. We fear they are there somehow, somewhere, out there, not sure, scared. The speck disappears, may reappear to vanquish us, to humiliate us, even to the point of death. In peace. I loved it. Thank you. I love you. It just—it just makes me, you know, it's—it's it's so true. Everything about it, you know. Big monsters are big monsters, but it's little tiny things like the the crap that builds up on us like dust. <laughs> right. The barriers. Itching like a damn. <laughs> mhm. the hell just happened, <laughs> man? I'll tell you. Okay, so talking about mothers, I gotta uh, tell you that I'm you are my baby, and I love you. I just want to make sure you know that because you're my spiritual daughter. And that little girl that you said reminds you of me when I was a girl. No, that's you. You told me about some <laughs> of those, those get ups that you used to put up, put on, and uh. Climb up in the tree and it's just like, oh my goodness! I'm like, this is nice to love this. <laughs> I know. We used to have a picture. Used to have a picture on Facebook with you doing stuff like that with outfits on and everything. So, so yeah, yeah. So, um, I got two pieces pulled up here. Well, I read one, so the other two is um a new one that I just wrote that I got up out of the bed. And I don't know if I did it last week or not. When all the world is at slumber, did I do that for you? I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to do that one, and then I'm going to get out the way. goes like this. Like, I got up one night, just got up, and, like, I was feeling really good. I mean, I wanted to talk to people and and have, like, a conversation like it was the middle of the day, and it was nobody around and nobody outside and no dogs barking, and it was just quiet, no cars were going past. And I just started calling people, and nobody answered. So it goes like this. When all the world's at slumber, when I am up, the whole world snores. No one dares to stir. Seems that I am the only one to have escaped this sleeping world. No hustle bustle in the air. I breathe in the silence deep. While friends ignore my restless calls, I can't go back to sleep. I ponder as I rerun the movie that's reviewing my life and scores. Thoughts of today's activities turn while the rest of the world still snores. When it gets to the highlighted part, I call some friends to share, excited to tell them about the memories in my head. Yes, I sigh because the world's at slumber. 
and no one cares to speak. So all the plans and future adventures I carry with me back off to sleep. I will cultivate my ambitions further. I am never shallow. As always, I am deep. Somehow, I smile and thank the Lord for the sweet dreams in my head. I'll rest now and carry on and plan the new day that's ahead. Thankful to my creator that I didn't wake up dead. And tomorrow again I will rise up to create more beautiful things so I'll leave all of you who slumber to go back to your own dreams. And if you've awakened to emptiness and have held no dreams of your own, I'll leave you so inspired to wake up to this poem. And that's Mama Ola Deji, the all-around queen, Vicky Aqua on Facebook in the building. <laughs> Beautiful job, Mama. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love you so dearly. I'm glad you're my mom. You're very welcome. And God knows what we need, and I needed you, so you continue <laughs> to take care of yourself. I just got a, a card. For, I just got a Mother's Day card for my daughter. That's why I was crying all day. Uh, it's from 1995. That falls out, and then her birth certificate falls out. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm no good tonight. <laughs> but uh, I just look forward to being with you on Thursdays, and I'm going to let you go ahead to the next person. Thank you for coming back to you. Yeah, know, I want you to do me a favor. I, nothing just falls out. You know, I... Look for the reason that you were shown those two things. Okay. You know, sometimes I I believe that things, you know, I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts or spirits or how things work. Nobody knows for sure. But I know some strange things have happened in my life where I've gotten messages and felt touched by somebody that wasn't there anymore well, when I needed it. So look for what, should... what's being said. Well, I sent her to college, and she came back with Josie. So it says, Mommy, I love you. Thank you for being there to say, just come on home. As I learn more about what it takes to be a mother, I appreciate you more daily. Love always, Kai. Happy Mother's Day, 1995. That just fell out. From where? I don't even know. And a birth certificate. Yeah, so, so look at him and ask why. Don't be sad. <sighs> Look at it with a loving heart. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what kind of what tickled me but made me cry was like, yeah, you came home with a degree too, though. You didn't just come home with a baby, but you came home with a degree. What was I going to say? Uh, you got pregnant in college, you go somewhere? Like, come home. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, Of course you're coming home. Come on home. Like, what do you, uh, you, wanna, what do you think I'm going to say? I said, just come on home. He said, thank you for being there to say, just come on home. What, what, what? I don't know. It just baffled me. I love you. I love you, Nyla. I love you, my daughter, Kai. You always can come on home. 
All right, Mama. I love you, too. And I will talk to you. Message me if you need me, and we'll figure out that poem. Or we'll, I'm going to look at that poem again, but we'll for sure talk to you next week, okay? Okay. All right. Bye-bye, Mama. All right. Our next caller comes from – I do want to let area code um, – Tamiko, you are not in the lineup. I believe that's Tamiko. Um you're not lined up if you're just hanging out listening. I love you dearly. Thank you for being here. Press 1 if you want to come on. Also, area code 919 and 848. 919-848. You are not in the lineup to come on. If you want to come on and talk with us tonight, please press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute your lines. Otherwise, if you're just hanging out listening, thank you for being here. If you change your mind at any time, 919-848, then you can... Press one and uh, come on. All right. Next caller, area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Press one if you want to come on. Also, area code 9848. Noreen, where are you? We want to talk to you because we miss you and you're going to read us a poem. And I'm going to keep singing until the delay catches up and you know that it's you, Noreen, who is going to be reading a poem next. Wow, that's a long delay. Next caller. Oh, oh, oh. Um, hello, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh-oh. You want to turn that down, love? Yeah, I got it now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I was singing to you. <laughs> I knew it was you. Wow. I was up there and I was just I was singing a song to you. We're going to wait because Noreen's going to read us a poem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I have some good news today. Uh, if uh, Gary and I, we'd be celebrating our thirteenth wedding anniversary. And today and, and, is your anniversary. Yeah, our anniversary, Aww. yes. And then, Happy and anniversary. also, okay, thank you. And 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 also, our our love poem book is out now. Our poetry book, our new one. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Good job yes. on that, and both that is good news. Yes. Congratulations, love. It's, um, thank you. Thank you. It's called Now and Forever, Our Love and Other Love Poems. Aw. Well, make sure you put the link telling people how they can get that on my page, okay? Okay, I sure will. Okay. Awesome. Are you going to read us poems out of the book tonight? Yes. Okay. And, um, okay, and from, for Gary's... It's called, um, I thought this was the appropriate one since it's our anniversary. It's um, Now and Forever Our Love. Okay. I'll never be lonely as long as I can kiss her goodnight. I'll never be lonely as long as she kisses me good morning. The days of our lives are full of fun, love, and laughter. We talk and play and tease and love each other from morning to night. Most days we work and help each other. We seldom ever fight. If we do, we give our love for each other to make it right. Yes, she has her opinions, and I have mine. The one thing that never changes, I have her love, and she has mine. The end. Oh, that was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> that was so beautiful. 
Okay. And what other one are you going to read? Okay. And from mine, um, out of the book, it's called Rainy Rainy Night. As I lay here in bed, listening to the rain, coming down, hard-hitting the window pane and the roof, and listening to your snoring, I just want to reach over to you, wrapping my arms around you, close to you, touching you, and arousing your senses. I dare not, for I know you are tired and feeling bad tonight. So instead, I rose from bed just to write down this poem and knowing there will be another time, another night, to hold you close and to arouse you. Oh, my, you are sexy to me, and oh, God knows I love you. The end. Now that is a love poem. (laughs) Baby, I want you, but I'm letting you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is a love poem indeed. That is true love. (laughs) That was adorable, Noreen. Thank you. And and can I read one more? And Uh and this one, I wrote. This is a recent one. This I wrote for our anniversary today. Our, to, our anniversary. This is called Sonnet 23. This is our third anniversary that I celebrated alone. You left me. I wish you were here for our 13th, here at our home where you belong. But one day we will be together again when it's my turn to go. My love for you will always be here. You're my angel, my butterfly, my teddy bear darling. And you're my rays of sunshine. I'm learning to take it slow and live without you by my side. And yes, it's not easy. I'll be all right. I know you're in heaven reaching down. We are blessed. We will celebrate our day like today. You're in my heart, and I will not be gray. The end. That was beautiful, Noreen. Uh, Thank you. That 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 makes his heart happy hearing that. I know it does. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That was beautiful. I love and you so much. I love both of you so much. Thank, thank you so much for sharing thank, that with us. Thank you, and and um and I will never stop writing him some love poems. I'm going to keep on till I take my last breath. <laughs> I believe you. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. This I I'm yes. just it just I'm smiling and I feel so much warmth. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate Gary. Well, yes. and we're all right there with you, baby girl. Yes. And when I went on Facebook, went on to my memories, I I found a, a, a it was on the I shared it with you all, and I forgot all about it. It was a video that we celebrated on our anniversary. I think it was in the year 2017. That. That 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 we did a, a Facebook live or some live one, and him and I. But he didn't talk much, but he did. He just sang with me, "Happy Anniversary" to us. Oh wow! That is awesome. Yes. All right, Noreen. Tell everyone how they can find you guys and give you love. Okay, and you can find um all four of our books. Um, on Amazon.com, and that is Now and Forever Our Love and Other Love Poems, and Two Hearts in One, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, and The Aura Truth, 
all four can be found on Amazon.com. And I'll get my um, other copies between um, February 17th through the 19th. If anybody wants to want a copy, signed copy, um, so let me know and on everything. Okay. And you know, it, I do. You do? My hand's okay. raised. I'm waving my hand in the air. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> already got one sold. It was my uh, my friend Donna and her husband and their daughter. They used to live here in Lake Wells. And um and she went over there to they moved to Oregon. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I I need to tell and 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 last Saturday in our Facebook live, and their daughter Lucy, I, I think she's like ten or eleven. She she got on. We finally got where she can come on there. And first time, first one, Bob would do that get connected with us. So she read some she read a, a poems of hers, and she's going to read some. She's going to write some this week. That's what I meant to do. Tell them about Speakeasy. She can come on here too and read her poetry. That would be so fun. Yes. I love young poets. Yes. I love all the poets. It's really fun to hear mm-hmm. to hear the voice of the generation we are leaving poetry to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Donna said her favorite is acrostic. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I'm, I'm tickled she even knows that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and she loves to read. That's you know, and um, she loves to learn and loves to read. That's incredible. Yes. Okay. All right, Noreen. Great job tonight, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You can find Gary on Facebook.com, and um. You can find them on ReverbNation.com and um, PortraitPoem.com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> okay. And you can find me on um, Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, and PortraitPoem.com. And you can also find both of us on our official page, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder.Wix.com. Slash poetry, and 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 the, and I have also have a memorial site. So if you go on that site, it, and I have a um a, a page a link up there, a page a tab where a, a page will take you right to to um to his memorial site. Okay, and um okay, and then um oh, and you can you can find us on Saturday nights um. Well, you can find me on the Poetry Club any day, every day. I check it every day. But um, but on Saturday nights, I have um, Facebook Live at 4.30 in the afternoon. Very cool. Okay. Make and sure you, you keep promoting that on my too. page so people can find it easily, too, okay? Okay, I sure will. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right, okay. Noreen, thank you so much. Love you okay, guys and appreciate you. Okay. We love you, too. We appreciate you, too. And thank you. All right, hon. Thank you we'll for talk to you us. next week, baby. Okay. Oh, you know. Okay, we'll be here next week. All right, hon. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. okay, talk to you. I don't say, my mom tells me never to say oh, goodbye. Oh, I know. We'll talk to you I soon. I say, talk to you later. Okay, my mom will actually get upset if I say goodbye. She gets upset. <laughs> to her means um, forever. It's gone. We won't see each other no more. So, um, when, when she was, so I learned to say, I'll talk to you later. 
All right. I'll talk to you later, Noreen. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay. I just have to mute because I know I'm going to say something. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. We have area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay, my uh, chaotic good friend. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I, like, I am that's such a chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Okay. <laughs> that um, I forgot to silence my phone. Hang on, I'm doing it now. Uh, oh, it's not going to be quiet. Oh, the battery's low. It'll die soon enough. Who cares? All right. So, how you doing, Robbie? Uh, I'm doing okay, all things considered. <laughs> Still keeping up on doing all my extracurricular things to keep me going <laughs> so uh i actually have something here that i wrote it's funny that for the last few shows i've written i've written i've read things that i've written during the show but in this case i wrote this because when you're talking about you know whether you believe in ghosts and all that but you've had some strange things happen and and this came to mind and so i'll read the poem and then i'll very briefly explain about it so it's tentatively called Coincidental Bouquet. I'm not too sure what I'll, how I feel about the title. So this is what actually, this actually happened to me. Crying out, I want flowers on that dreadful and dreary day. I never thought my cry for comfort would be answered so immediately as I received a bouquet of flowers that very day. I feel thankful for such instant karma, wondering just what I had done right. Though in that moment, I didn't ponder on that too much simply thankful for having a random wish fulfilled in such an esoteric way. I will not forget how I cry out my wish with only moments after seeing that bouquet. I wish that things more often came that quickly, that easily, but I will simply be thankful for anything that comes my way. Uh, that is that poem. I may rewrite it, tweak it a bit. And what this is based on, um, very quickly, is there is one, I was having one of those days that was, just crappy, just, you know, absolutely horrendous. And I've never said this before or since, but I said to myself out loud, I want flowers. And I didn't know, but it was International Bouquet Day. I didn't even know that day existed, never mind that it was that day. And anyways, uh, literally something like 10 seconds after I said that, I'm passing by on a street, uh, passing by a uh, a, uh, a bus stop, bus shelter. And I said, what the heck is that in that bus shelter? That some weird looking thing what is that and it was a bouquet of flowers and i was just like wow that is just what are the odds right and it made me feel so good and the tag on it said uh something like uh uh please feel free to take me if you feel worthy if you do not feel worthy then uh pass me on to somebody else and i i kept it for a while and then i passed it on to my uh, financial advisor who at that i had at the time that kicks ass <laughs> I wish I still had her, but oh well. So that's uh, that's what that poem is based on. And uh, do I have time for a second one? Of course. Okay. Um, this I just randomly pulled this out. It was like a few poems before or after what I just wrote on on the list in my folder there. <laughs> and this was written in 2011. My God, ancient times. The curtains are, ha are drawn half open, open to the black and white simplicity of the newborn dawn. 
as the crimson colors flood the corners of the cozy kitchen, flooding the colors with their warmth, curtains half-drawn to dawn's new promise, to tell new tales of life's event lazily passing by, every moment inhaled in my heart's present, and exhaled by my soul's softly breathed sigh. The curtains have drawn, have been half-drawn, and the moments start to seep in. Like the hot sips of coffee, I am forced to sip slowly. The heat of the moment, presently drawn in slow draughts like my coffee, treasuring each second of the moments in my lives, in, in my life that passes on by. I wake up every morn to the light of this kitchen, with curtains drawn to light's new dawn, fawning over every beam of sunlight that happens to seep in, and I play with those sunbeams with my fingers as the dust in the kitchen is caught in those sunbeams. And like the dust particles caught in those gentle morning sunbeams, I gently draw figures of curiosity and the particles of my morning's newborn thoughts that shall mature into the human dreams and drama of the coming day. This moment is caught like a frame of life's event in film noir, a perfect moment caught in a celluloid memory as I continue to drink slowly my coffee, thinking of the passing of this new day. I hold the power of my own life in the vagaries of dust bunnies that float before my eyes as I look out into the newborn world through half-drawn curtains, my thoughts like the particles of dust that cake my morning cup of coffee, and I take another careful and thought-out sip of my coffee, and I ponder upon the possibilities of this newborn day, holding love in my heart's beating and tenderness in my soul's care as I dive now slowly into the mystery of this new day. So that is Kern's Half Drawn, a poem I barely remember writing, but of course I've written <laughs> around over 2,000, like literally 2,000 plus poems. So, I mean, I don't remember half of them. I'm probably more like three or 4,000 by this point, but... Because, you know, I've, you know me, I've been writing since I've known you, and I've known you since, since what, the late 90s or early 2000s? And it's 2020 late 90s, now? So. Uh, well, no, it would have been like 2001. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a long, a long-ass time. <laughs> it has been. It's weird. It's weird to think about that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, it's baby. Tell everyone how they can find you, Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> yeah, I, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook, and from there you'll see all the links and everything uh, that I'm associated with. And maybe Very I'll start cool. posting a few poems on Poem Hunter again. Uh, we'll see what happens. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Uh, most likely, yep. <laughs> Great job, baby. Love okay. you, Robbie. Thank you. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hey, Granville. I wondered if you were going to come on. Welcome to the well, show, sweetheart. You know what? I I think I was playing with the phone because I had pressed one before. And then 
And then and then you tell me again that I needed to press one. Because I remember you had a set me, but I think I was while I was listening to you, I was messing with the phone, I was I was doing other things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I, I probably cracked myself, knocked myself off. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I, I, I had, wondered what was going on. That's why did you hear me say, Hey Granville, you're not in the lineup? That that's why I think that's why I, I lined back up because I was there thinking <laughs> that I was I was in the lineup. Because before I had to get to press one. When you told me the first time Yeah, I had, I, I didn't realize I had to press one. And then you told me the first time press one. Then you told me a second time and I realized that. But it, it was my fault. I was I was on the phone listening to other things and checking my email, checking my my FB. Well, I was listening to you. But anyway, <laughs> all that in the past, I am here. And Granville is in the house. And tonight I'm going to do for you a poem. I just looked it up. I found it in my book just now. This I, I'm doing this poem here from my from my uh, a poem from my first book. I think I just found it here. I'm going to do this poem in response of Black History Month, and this poem is for, is from my first book I put out 26 years ago. Never, I don't think I ever read this poem to anybody before. Yeah, we get it here first. Yes, you hear it here. Yeah. This one is called Ode to Martin Luther King. I can still hear his voice now. I can still hear his every vow. Uh, let me get let me get some light. I'm missing some light here. Oh yes, it is. I can still hear, I can still hear his his every vow to speak the truth and to do God's will. Speak it to or die. A voice in the wilderness. Ah, a vociferous cry. A cry that brought many to anger, but taught men still to do God's will, and that every man is a brother. Blue, black, yellow, or brown. He was his brother's keeper and gave his life like the Lamb of God, one King Martin Luther. There was Jesus Christ, the the greatest spokesman of truth. 2,000 years after, there was King Martin Luther. A true man, a, a truer man was never, a true man was never more epitomized Says when came the Messiah. He said he had been to the mountain top and had seen the promised land. Never a tear was in his eyes, though he knew his time was at hand. He drew hope from desperation and dreamt in, a, in an abundance of nightmares. Humility never so embodied a man. He could do no less but kill. He died, young King Martin Luther. Your kind was too good to be here. And in that promised land, beyond the mountain top, I can now see you there. 
And what injustice the earth has seen. They crucified Christ the Messiah. And on April 4th of 1968, likewise died King Martin Luther. We all, we all know that he was truly called Martin Luther King Jr. But to me, but to me he was a sovereign like I had to put I had to put the king before and eliminate the junior, for he was nothing less than King Lee, whose deeds was everything but junior. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fantastic job, Granville. Yes, maybe. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I was at one point like maybe 30 years ago. I published How many in years? About 30 years ago. Wow. I put it in my book 26 years ago. Well, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that you read it here tonight. I thought it was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm not really fond of reading a lot of books from my past because sometimes I feel like like I have uh, I have I have evolved past it but I like I like to read them some I like to read them sometime because it is where I'm coming from, you know? Mhm. It is where I'm coming from and you got to respect the past. Do you have room for one more? Yes, go ahead. Okay, let me see this one. I like to pick out what I'm going to read, you know, but I'm starting picking out this. Let me see what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to do this one. This one is called Knowledge. This is a, this is our old one, too. Uh, knowledge. Knowledge, I believe, fear before you. Wisdom, besides reason, and change it from the winning of life. There is that which is not known, yet the mystery stands. Still, philosophy makes a man, and I am not moved by foolishness. I am loquacious, it is said. Perhaps, still I fear when I die. Many are the secrets that shall die with me, as the truth is not easily spoken, nor is the soul easily heard. Thank you. You're you're cutting out towards the end. Are you still there? You know what? I'm going to do it over. I'm going to do it over. You know what happened just now? I'm I, having a really hard time hearing you right now, Granville. Okay. Uh, no, I, I was just beginning to laugh because I was telling you, I can't tell you what happened just now. I moved away from the phone to read. And I was reading, but I didn't take the phone with me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> Is that what happened? I, so, I could hear you, but you were real muffled, and then at the end you started cutting out. So yeah. I, I love the piece, honey. Thank you. No, you want me to do it for you again? Let me do it for you again. Short. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Knowledge. Knowledge I lay bare before you. Wisdom defies reasons 
and changes become the rhythm of life. There is that which is not known. Yes, the mystery stands. Still, philosophy makes the man, and I am not moved by foolishness. I am loquacious, it is said. Perhaps, still I fear when I die. Many are the secrets that shall die with me, as the truth is not easily spoken, nor is the soul easily purged. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic job. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Yes, my name is Granville John Hedrington. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook of the same name. And and I have three books. Uh, one of them is on Amazon. Two of them is on Amazon. Poetry for Thought, book two and book three, and book one, which is, which is one which I just read. You can contact me personally and, and get a copy. And purchase a copy. Perfect. I don't want to mislead you. Thank you very much, Nella. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. And we'll talk to you next week, honey. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. We have two more callers in the lineup right now. Eleven minutes left. I'm trying to keep my comments to the minimum so I can make sure I get everyone on. Let's go ahead and grab 615. 615, you are on the air. Nyla, this is Clarence. How have you been? Nice to nice to be on the show. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. I'm glad to have you here. Yes, yes. Um, so how's everything been? It's been absolutely wonderful. It's been a fantastic week, and it's been a great night of poetry. I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm a very spoiled woman. Mm, that's good because, you know, I'm at the job, and so a lot of times, you know, I don't get to hear the beginning, so I will listen to the replay when I get home. <laughs> the one that I played was I Must Be Getting Old, and I didn't know that you took that off the show. It was so funny. It's like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm talking, but my lips aren't moving. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How am I doing this? This what is what is I, this? I try to do. <laughs> I try to give back. So I hope that was, I hope you were honored. That's all I can say. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really, really cool. Thank you. You're welcome. And please download it so that way you can have it in your collection. Women. I you have the, have I have it. all I, of I, them I, downloaded, and I have them all of them uploaded to the show. Wow. Well, I'm like quick. I said, if you need more, let around. me know. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you going to do for tonight? We know we only have a few minutes. I have a piece right here. I had to go through a pile, but I got a piece called Phlegm Poetic Spit. And it goes like this. I remember hearing a spoken word poet say on the mic, she doesn't spit rhymes, she spits tsunamis. So what I'm saying is a deluge enveloping you with bacterial properties and some atrocities because this is a conglomerate that may cause vomiting projectile particles that's probably gospel in hostile situations that may call for martial law. The truth is in this phlegm, and it'll become a legendary nemesis. 
if you don't do the necessary aggressive things to let it in. Your mental mainframe of mindfulness to settle as sediments, ingrained until your entrails regenerate upon its entrance. This holistic medicine would be rendered irrelevant by simply simulating simultaneously competitive evidence that the new world economic economy once hidden in embedded microchips in the right hands or the temples to control how we act or think. See, I fell in the shower a few years ago and hit my head, but refused to be in stitches because I knew implanted tracking devices would identify me as a conspiracy snitch here. I used to be fearfully quite silent, not making waves mumbling so no one can hear me. And my thoughts, because I was a people pleaser seeking acceptance from a critical crowd who'd never remember me, an ordinary lemming stepping in line to what everyone was telling me, self-anger and resentment too scared to ever say what I meant. Now the phlegm has built to massive proportions, according to years stored up in the war room, strategizing the time when I'd go off, and exploring the second set for the explosion, leaving carcasses in carnage for the vultures, and abandoned decapitation of government departments. Dishonorably discharged, but still armed, with the disclaimer that no children or pets were harmed by my roundup. I'd become a psychotic fanatic, and I wound up out of internalizing my wounds and ulcers, holding myself from being impulsive, keeping composure, but now I know better. So I better extract and import this phlegm spit because it's important, and it's not in poor taste to expose your stink. This world is on the brink of destruction. If you didn't see, I'd think of these things. Let my halitosis be the motion of chemistry. Are you not entertained? Well, then, good now. That's out of the way. Let me educate. From the North Pole and Antarctica down to Bering Strait, I spit through the man-made earthquakes, tornadoes, flood, and Doppler radar hurricanes with intense straight. Dropping the mic at 600 degrees Fahrenheit and is drenched from my poetic phlegm spit without opponents because the word I does not exist. In peace. Wow, that was intense. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you do it intentionally because you do a lot of random sound rhymes throughout your entire piece. Like one of them was uh, like mainframe of um, mindless mindfulness, 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 and then uh, critical crowd. You have pairings of sound rhymes throughout that entire piece which made it really lyrical even though it's not a rhyming poem right but the but the the word usage flowed together so well so you know outside of the message of the poem just the poem itself the sound of the poem the quality of the writing you know that's something that i noticed i thought was pretty phenomenal well thank you very much nyla um like i said whatever comes out of my spirit it goes on to here, and I don't know where it's going. I just let it go. <laughs> That's what my life's like every time I open the front door. <laughs> <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> I was I went to the beach this weekend, and uh, 
my boyfriend asked me, he says, you know, uh, when do you plan on being back? When do you plan on coming back home? I said, plan? Wait, what? Plan? I'm supposed to have a plan? (laughs) I'm just going to the beach. (laughs) Don't know. Bye. (laughs) I'm horrible. All right, my dear. Tell everyone how to find you, please. Okay. You can find me on Facebook under Clarence Ferguson Jr. under my Facebook group called C Double 34 Music and Friends. And you can also find me on SoundCloud backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Perfect. All right. And thank you so much for sending those tracks to me. I appreciate it. And, you know, if there's more that you do and you want to send, you're more than welcome to do that. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you and this platform. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you being part of our family. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sweetie? All right. We will do. Thank you. All right. Night-night, hon. All right. Our last caller for the evening, 832. 832, you are on the air, Missy. Hello. How are you, Uma? I'm doing good, Naina. How are you all doing? Doing absolutely wonderful. It's so good to hear from you. Yeah, and well, I could not open the files, so what I did was I took a plate and a chalk piece and I wrote a poem that came to my mind and I'm going to read that for all of us. Perfect. I have not uh, given a title to that, but this is how it goes. Beloved friends, wait not till I return, for I have to go on a journey that crosses galaxies. Wait not looking for me, for the way is dark and passing unknown. We'll hope to be back maybe later, if not soon. Stay strong, eat well, do chores, for you are... With me in this world, either this world or the next. End poem. And you just wrote that tonight? It's a sad poem or something. It's just that, you know, when we sleep, go back to sleep, we don't know where we go. And when we wake up, we don't know how we wake up. So, who knows? Oh, I loved it. Uma, did you have a second one you wanted to read, honey? Yep, I can read. Um, Just a second, please. Open my blog, because that I have access. And is it okay to read that in a different language? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So... It's a very short poem, and I can translate it in English in a very short while, too. Vachana Devarsha Sundari Techanu Svecha Dhari Megha Malika Vole Puri Vippina Nemali Vira Jimmenu Kantulenu Kanuvindu Cheyu Visiri Visiri Bangara Purangulenu Singarin Chukudi E Nili Nemali Kannevalachu Vachu Noyani Ame kanya ati semoga cukup awalnya ni tanah siri. 
పరుగు పరుగున అడుగు అడుగున ఆరవేయును అందాలను మధుర మనోహరములైన మోహన శిఖిపించముతో కనువిందు చేయి కృష్ణునికై ప్రేమ మీరగా మయూరి ఇట్స్ అ కాంప్లికేటెడ్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ పోయం బట్ ఐ కెన్ సింప్లిఫై దాట్ జస్ట్ యాజ్ the beautiful maiden of rain is coming it's bringing um a breath of fresh air of freedom and just as the clouds the megha malika is a garland of clouds the peacock is also <clears throat> opening her um you know her or his um you know plumage and mm-hmm. beautiful lights are coming out the all the colors in all the colors um displaying all the col- lights in all the colors as if um uh, you know um rays are coming as if somebody is flashing those rays and those golden colors it's um decorated himself just so who knows a blue eyed um dopi pigeon or something it can come after him loving and so she he wants to look even prettier than her and every step that he takes he's displaying his colors with his plumage and also waiting for krishna to come and pick up one of his plumes to his crown and put now being able to hear both of them was really cool even so though i could clear? i didn't understand yeah. you reading the first one just the sound of it and yeah. the language <laughs> and all of it was so beautiful thank you thank you so much i'm going to copy it and post it sometimes uh, facebook does a good job in translating so maybe it does a better job and we can get a meaning of what i mean Perhaps. is it hard I to translate know. to english because it's, not, it's definitely it's not literal bit, I, <laughs> it's definitely not hard to translate in english but then i have to sit down and put myself to it. So right now I have not yeah. applied myself to do that. So <laughs> I just um, read it out what came to my mind and it's not, neither poetic nor beautiful. So I'm just attempting. I'm I'm just a normal person, not an extraordinary. So you are an extraordinary person. You are so wrong. You have no idea how extraordinary you are. Are you kidding me? No. Maybe there is nothing you. There is no. nothing ordinary about you. There's I no. <laughs> you are extraordinary and you are magnificent and you are so talented. Oh my gosh. Oh no. You made my days. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I see this. The whole world sees it when they look at you. You There's no way I mean oh my gosh, everything that you do the things you create the way you live the way you love the way you touch the world all of that is extraordinary your fingerprints on this planet on our lives 
You are exceptional. That's very kind of you. Very kind of you, Naila. Thank you so much. It is the truth. They're even saying so in chat. Mm-hmm. And, um, there is this blog that I uh, am attending to these days, which is my personal blog in my language, which is called Ohaganam, O-O-H-A-G-A-N-A-M dot blogspot dot com. It just means Ohaganam is my imaginations, or the song of my imaginations, perhaps. That's the right way of saying it. So some of my old works are there, and other poems are also there on uh, my moments and my thoughts and sharing some of my moments, .blogspot.com. So if not anything, Miss Naila knows everything, where to find me. So care of Miss Naila. I'm, I'm looking at it. I see where you posted it on my post, and I hit the translate. Okay. That's awesome. Such a beautiful language, Uma. I can't even imagine writing like that. Just looking at it is it's like art. It's beautiful. I love you so much. Thanks. My magnificent you, beautiful friend. <laughs> Thank you, Naila. And I am blessed to be able to speak and read and write in this language which is uh, um thousands of years. We had someone asking in chat, what language is it? This is Telugu. It is, uh, Telugu is um, ca- coming out of a word called Trilinga. means uh, three places where they used to play the Lord Shiva. And based on that, they called it Trilinga. It's like a triangular place. That's where mm-hmm. this language is spoken. And uh, if we go towards um, east, far east, they still know us as Telugu. And also towards the west, west side of India, they also know the mm-hmm. language as Tenungu. Tenungu is the actual way of saying it, but now everybody says Telugu. So Robbie said he thought it was East Indian, but it is, it is uh, Indian. It is South Indian, but it has been there in East India also. Yeah, it that's, went as far right. away as uh, Cambodia and other places. Yeah. Well, like English is spoken all over the world, this language was at that time popular. And now it is um, coming back to life again. That's awesome. There's so many lost languages, it just makes me so sad. True, and uh, I really, um, I really want... Uh, whoever likes at least to pay attention and because it's available in the universities in USA too. Cool. All right, Uma, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you, sweetheart. Um, Like I said, I have blogs that I keep posting on and off. So if you look up Uma Gigi, you might be able to find them or Uma Goparaju or Uma Pochampali or Pochampali Goparaju. Perfect. And we will talk to you next week, sweetheart? Yes, Naila, and I'll come better prepared and I'll get good poetry this time. (laughs) I thought it was beautiful. Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you so much. And 
appreciate every one of the friends here who are listening and also Naila and uh, all the friends here um i am really so glad that i was able to make it even today and since past so many years it it must be since 2004 i'm here I, i'm not sure or even earlier so um it is given me a lot of uh, life and peace to me especially because i can share with you all and i am not a weirdo when i share it <laughs> i'm as i'm talking to you i'm looking through your photo albums on your page okay your smiling little face so you're so beautiful thank you naila you're welcome i appreciate you your friendship means the world to me being able to share you with the world is a gift to me because you need to be shared you need to be heard you are a phenomenal talent and i want you to believe that with all your heart and i love you dearly thank you uma thank you naila and thank you all friends and thank you norin and everyone of us here thanks all right we'll talk to you next week kenny you have yes, a good ma'am. night you too bye All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been a really fun night. I am completely tired. I'm ready for a nap. I'm ready to sit back and just enjoy everything, think back on the show tonight. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you being here. We will talk to you next week. Until then, write, have fun. Good night, everybody.